Peter Potter Podcast. I am CJ and with me as always is my hetero late mate Rico. What's up, man? What's up, motherfucker? Oh, we're going old school today, huh? Well, you know, I was going to do an impression, but you just shat on it before we even recorded. So I'm going to just like, you know, <laughs> take it, just lean back a little bit and just kind of be Rico today. How's that sound? Uh, all right. All right. Nozzle? <laughs> all right we're off to a bang bang start today uh man well thank thankfully uh and i say this sincerely thankfully we're done with the spy stuff like i i enjoyed it but like holy fuck so i i I, yeah i'm all aggroed out like i if i see one more motherfucker like order a cocktail like shaken not stirred or fucking like (laughs) Just be excessively stupid with a gun. I'm just like, oh my god, dude! I don't. So, I, I, so let me ask you this: if if legit the new Bond was coming out tomorrow, you wouldn't go. Well, considering the fact that I didn't see the new Bond when it came out in theaters, yeah, probably not. Okay. And now that I have seen it, I'd be like, yeah, it wasn't really worth. Well, but this is like new new Bond, so not not Daniel. Cr- it'd be, it's oh, new. I'm so, talking oh, like that, I'm, that's a bunch of variables. That's what I'm saying. Like like new Bond is out. Like brand new Bond is out. You know, like it's a bunch of variables, man. It's got to be like if it was just like Steve Carell as James Bond, I'd be like, no. No, oh, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, of course. <laughs> um. The forty-year-old not virgin. I saw an argument the other day for Benedict Cumberbatch to be uh, to be Bond. Bond. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like that at all. I, I, I'm not saying I like that. I said I said I saw all the argument for it. I didn't say I agreed with what, it. What's the argument? He's British. He's British, and he looks good in a tuxedo. Was basically the argument. Yeah, it was not. It was not much beyond that. So, That's fair. Yeah, I mean. He, yeah, I, I I would never I would never cast him. No, look, I, 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 I I I'm still aiming for Henry Cavill. I, I still would like to see him. I, yeah, I'm not again. I, I'm I'm still aiming for Hiddleston, but that's just me, you know. But sure. I, I I wouldn't hate it if it was Cavill. Like I wouldn't be like, oh no, you know. My only can my only concern about the next chapter in the Bond franchise, just to wrap all that up, is that it's going to turn back to the way it was with the Pierce Brosnan ones where you said it got kind of like really ridiculous towards the yeah. end. Like that's, I, I like this. I like the kind of grounded in reality esque thing that they did with uh, Daniel Craig. So if they keep that vibe with a new person, I'm, I'm in, but we'll, we'll see. So. What I, I have a theory since everything is like retro and meta now, mm. I have a feeling that they're, because the last Bond, spoiler, did come full circle. Like, it had a fucking ending. Yeah, um, yeah. But we, I predict maybe if they reboot it, they're going to go right back to the 60s. It's going to be right back to, like, 60s attire and cars oh, you think, you think and gadgets. Actually- be like it'll actually like take place in the 60s yeah i think i think if they'll i think they'll go all the way back uh you'll with all what in all candor you'll probably lose me there but that's that's just what it is so who knows i mean sometimes it, it you know it, i don't think they're gonna go like austin powers 60s. no 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 it'll be gonna... more serious i know i get him yeah. Connery ask i've seen some of the connery ones so i know i know of what you speak i just never it never grabbed me like the the Daniel Craig one said. But speaking of retro, today mm-hmm. is definitely retro because the the most recent of the movies we're going to be talking about came out thirteen or fifteen years ago. So 
It's so weird to say that. Because right. I remember the trailers just like yesterday. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But bef- before we start that, uh, was it last episode where I I I, uh, I talked about Fairyland and the possibility that it was uh, my teacher? Yes. Okay. So you know this. I know I think this. Some people. Yeah. I think some people do know this, but I'm going to confirm just because if you're listening to this in order. Yes. It was my teacher. So, like, I went and fucking met the director, teacher of Fairyland that taught me in plays when in in the year. Oh, God, it, I think I think we actually like figured out how long ago it was. It was 21 years ago. And so, the reason why is because she's like, oh, I left that place when I got pregnant. And my kid is 21. So, actually, it's probably 22. Two years ago, because you, depending on when, it would probably no, that would be twenty twenty one, because she got pregnant after the after everything ended. So, oh, okay, with the way, yeah, all right. So, so she ended that year and just never went back because she got pregnant in the interim. Okay, I'm with you. I was thinking because it takes a year to for the actual. It's almost a year of pregnancy before actual delivery, and you said the kid was twenty one. So I added that time. She also did say they weren't paying me great. So like I I would imagine not. <laughs> yeah. But she said uh that she, like because I was wearing a Potosky hoodie and she was like What's what do you, what are you what, what are you up to? And I'm like, oh, I do this blah blah blah." So she said she might listen. And because I you know back when I knew her I was I was 10. <laughs> yeah. I or yeah, like 9 basically. Yeah. I was like I was like, uh, it's pretty profane. She's like, I'm an adult. I'm like, yeah, but you taught me at Fairyland. I still look at you as like, like, you know, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Like, I get don't it. say that bad word. I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, I definitely didn't listen to that. <laughs> no, you so didn't. if you're, you know, if you're listening, you know who you are, you know, it's great. Seeing and you and welcome. Welcome. Uh, we always take new listeners and you know, uh, if the math is right, your daughter is old enough to listen to this without being bad. So show her too um yeah yeah uh we're we're gonna we're gonna corrupt your children like i was corrupted well i'm just saying i wouldn't advocate for playing this for a seven-year-old is all i'm saying you know so yeah take notice jess (laughs) that yeah (laughs) she doesn't listen to this either so i guess it really doesn't matter but yeah but she lets her kid like listen to dog-eared yeah yeah i don't know I Which I was like, that's so fucking mind-boggling to me. It's weird, yeah. So, um, yeah. Let should I should I announce what we're talking about or? Yeah, speaking of movies that corrupted our fragile little minds or my yours. fragile little yeah, mind. I was, yeah, I was gonna say yours. I was of yeah. age when all of these. Came out. All right, let's do um, it. In no particular order, we have the Simpsons movie, South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut, and the Beavis and Butthead Do America is what we're talking about today. And and to preface this, this is not going to be. Uh, this doesn't mean that we will never possibly do a deep dive of the Simpsons show or the South Park show or the Beavis and Butthead show. Oh, I you I think... you will never do the South Park show. I know. <laughs> I've already beat. I fucking know you so goddamn well that you don't even need to fucking say anything. You just move your lips and I'll ventriloquist your ass. <laughs> Listen to me. I'm CJ. Bam, bam, bam. There. I turned into Mickey Mouse. What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, go fuck yourself. Which, which, would would we will get into because the irony in where yeah. the Simpsons movie is now and 
and some of the things that are said is like for fuck's sake it's yeah you know uh let's start with the simpsons because as in my opinion i actually think it's the weaker of the three i know actually, you might feel I, differently i actually well i was gonna say how about can we can we do you want to rank, rank it yeah let's do it you 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 brought it up so you go first but all right south park beavis and butthead and uh simpsons i fucking knew it but but like for me they're like south park and beavis and butthead are really really close to each other yeah because i saw beavis and butthead before South Park, but South Park was like that epiphany. Like honestly, like when when we get to it, when we talk about it, I was eight years old, just like the boys, watching our parade movie and walking out of that theater, cussing my ass off. Right. And then, like the uh, third time I saw that movie was in Canada. Right. You've you've, and I think you've told that story on the show before. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I I have a huge kinship to the South Park movie. Um, for me, it's Simpsons, Beavis and Butthead, South Park. Oh my god! So you're just you're just like having it so far that it's not even three; it's like seventeen, thirty-seven. Yeah, oh, it's wow. yeah. It, you it, really it, hated that movie. I really didn't enjoy it. It took me three tra- tries to get through the whole goddamn movie. I don't understand that, but we'll get there when we get I there. I fell so, asleep twice. You, I mean, you also worked your ass off on the radio show, so. Well, yeah, I, but, ugh. All right, well, Simpsons. Uh, to me, The Simpsons doesn't feel like what these, all three of these movies are, which is it surpasses the show and it feels like a movie. To me, the Simpsons movie feels like one long episode. No, I, I I don't disagree with it. Which is one of the things I think I what is one of the things I I personally think I like the most about it. Right? Is that you know there are certain things, and we've talked about them in various franchises. So this is not about the TV to movie transition. That if you're successful, give me more of that. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it, whatever it is, right? Like. I'll go to a franchise I bring up a lot, but I I think it's equivalent. Oceans, the Oceans franchise. Okay. They should have just won what what ultimately was 13, but they should have done 11, 13. Like, you didn't need 12. They changed. I made a good argument for it during the episode, I remember. But, you know, in reality, as much of an argument as I made, I still think it was like they... You didn't need to make that drastic of a, a switch. Right. Eleven worked. Give us more of that. You can tweak some stuff, and I think they did well enough in thirteen. You know, same thing, right? The Simpsons. You get a few. The Simpsons movie. The show works, and honestly, at this point, as much as I still watch it weekly, it's not as strong as it used to be. I'm not going to pretend that it is. I still enjoy it because I enjoy the show, but. It doesn't have the same strength it did, you know, what is it? I'll say even 20 years ago, because it's, what, 35 years old at this point, I want to say? Yeah, I'm I'm of the opinion, like, the first 10 seasons were really the strongest writing. Um, there I, there are still some good episodes here and there yeah. throughout the 30. And I'm not saying, like, oh, you guys need to stop. But, like, 
there no. are more lazy episodes than than not. I I, I I have to agree with that. I can't I can't right. disagree with that. I, I like but I also like that they've they've evolved as a whole. Like the opening is very different than it was in the beginning. You know what yeah. I mean? And even very different than it was for like the first couple seasons like it it stayed pretty consistent the first couple seasons i'll go as far as to say like the couch gag um uh, i'll share with the audience because you had mentioned we we are planning on actually doing a deep dive on the series and we're trying to get a very specific guest to join us and we're having some scheduling issues which we might have to just give up on but right if if we can we'd started doing some research for that because we thought it was going to happen a while ago Mm-hmm. And I started rewatching. They recycled the couch gags a few times in the in the first handful of seasons. Yes. And then as it gets later, they make it very much like, okay, it's a different couch gag every week. Or there's just no couch gag at all. They just skip right to the episode, which I think only happens like during football season so they can get as much out. You know, like I, I almost feel like it's, because of stuff it's, like that. It's time not, constraints and right. stuff like it, that. It's, yeah. not, it's not because they don't have a good joke. It's because they're, yeah. So One of my favorite things that they do would be, like, get a different artist, like, interpretation. So, like, an I like artist those would too. do it. Yeah. yeah, I like those, too. So, but ultimately, as a whole, the show still delivers, right? There's been some weaker years, but whatever. Yeah, as a whole, course. the show still delivers. So, as far as the movie goes, and as a show I enjoy the most... Because let, let's step it back a second without deep diving the, the shows. All three of these are TV shows that became movies and are, were still shows after, which is the, the kind of the point we were going for today. Mm-hmm. And of the three shows, this may stun you, but I actually enjoy The Simpsons the most. Like, I, I would rank the shows in the same order I rank the, the movies. So No, that, that doesn't surprise me at all. Okay. Uh, what I thought would be, you would think that I would like the BBC and Butthead show more than. Um, I mean, yes and no. I mean, so the BBC and Butthead show just like is really not the most amazing of writing. It's really like you just got to get into the mindset of like I yeah. want to see these two kids do stupid shit. There's it's... no life lessons. They never learn anything. No, I, and and you hopefully can at least agree with me on this that even if you don't like the South Park show, there's always a plot. And they always are trying to like it's something that they learn. The kids yeah. are always saying, you know, I learned something today. You know, it's no, like I, I I can give you that, and I and I'll say this about Beavis and Butthead the show. What 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 I actually enjoy about Beavis and Butthead the show is not the in between crap, like the music for, videos. No, that's the part I enjoy. I I ah. like watching them sit there on the couch and shit on whatever videos they're watching. You know what I mean? Like that to me. And then when, a, when you occasionally get a good metal video, I watch them freak the fuck out. Cause it's like, yes, we love it. You know, but yeah. Yeah. That is, it would be as no surprise to you. That was my least favorite part of the entire show. Yeah, well, sure. But I mean, that's, yeah. that's why, you know, they've got all the seasons up on Paramount right now. And right. I've tried to watch them and I mean, I do, but they cut out all the music video stuff because I guess there's like rights or whatever. I don't know what yeah. the logic is, yeah. but they, they cut all that stuff. Let's see, but it's still owned by Paramount owns MTV. So I would think they would have been able to keep the video stuff because they still own the channel. I don't know. But anyway, that's I, not I... the point is they cut all that stuff out. And to me, it's less entertaining. Like I, mm-hmm. 
I think I, I enjoyed those in-between pieces when I used to watch it when it was in its traditional form, but I think I enjoyed them because they were broken up by those times where they'd be on the couch watching the videos. Does that make sense? Like, Yeah, but I always felt like the animation for that was, was really bad because they were just using... Um, they were using old animation, and it was... Because, honestly, it was Mike Judge improvising everything that they were saying, so yeah. he just... So he was watching a music video, talking shit or praising or whatever. Right, right, right. And then like the animators had like such limited time. So they would go and get old animation and try and like sync it up. And it just didn't look right. Yeah, but see that to me wasn't the important part. Like I don't care about that shit. You know what I mean? Like right. I just don't. I mean, right. at, at the same time, I will tell you that the first couple seasons of The Simpsons are hard for me to watch because I liked when they like, I guess, upgraded is Their the animation. word for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's not the animation style that I don't like. They actually up- upgraded the characters. Like Homer looks drastically different in, say, season was it three? I think is where they really make the change. Uh, uh two. They two. Re- in terms of the voice, he no, I mean the voice especially, well, but it's still a gradual thing. Like they're still kind of cleaning up the the animation style gradually, little yeah. by little. It's yeah, not yeah, like yeah. they're going to look like Disney fucking characters by the, you know, by the next year. No, uh, no, no, no. But uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it's it's that kind of thing. So, um, but getting back to the movie, the Simpsons, the Simpsons movie, like you said, it, it does. It feels like one long episode, which made that enjoyable to me. Like, that's what, but I, I understand your argument about you want something different. Like, if you're going to give me a movie, give me something different. I understand that, you know. I want something that's, like, impactful. Like, it's not, it's still not a bad uh, Simpsons episode. It's just a long one. And and it's still, like, hey, if you ever want to see a Simpsons episode where you get to see Bart's dick, I got one for you. Like, Yeah. They also, they are also able to say a few things that, uh, like, I... I, at one point, Marge yells, throw the goddamn bomb. I don't think they would have said that on, they, you know. I think the most they would get away with is, like, hell damn ass. I mean, and it's not, it's not you know, by comparison, South Park, where it's like, you know, the Uncle Fucker song. Like, it's not to that level. I don't, I don't think anyone actually says, I don't think fucks uttered in that entire movie. In Simpsons? Yeah. No, it's PG. Right. I don't think it's PG-13. I think it's just PG. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I have it up here. Let me look real quick. Uh, but I, I'm pretty confident you're correct in that statement. Uh, no, it's PG-13. It actually Really? Is, yeah. I wonder if the penis did it, despite the fact that it's animated. I wonder if that's It could be the penis. It. it could also be Homer flipping off the, the crowd while he's getting sucked into the thing. Which is the closest that you do get to an F-word, I guess, in that. Yeah. yeah. So. Who knew it would it would be... Flipping somebody off and not like ten year old penis, <laughs> or or both. I mean, it could be both. You know, so. it could be both. I mean, what I would I would love to see an R rated Simpsons movie. That would be the shit. Like, just finally, like Homer's just like you know what giving. <laughs> just like you imagine him like cussing out uh, the Bouvier sisters. Yo, like Patty my and Selma. God, I, that I, that I would pay to see. You know, you know what? It also could have been actually that just triggered me why he. They might have got to 13. Okay. Uh, Drunk Bart. That's true. That's Drunk, also a good point. Drunk Bart might have kicked it up to the 13. So. Yeah. Okay. So they had a little bit of freedom, but not enough for like, like the Simpsons movie is great when you're like 14. 
I'm sorry. It's still great when I'm 42. <laughs> but but I'm saying it's like like I don't really I remember the reviews when that movie came out and a lot of like diehard Simpsons fans that were like adults like like over the age of like 40 and sure, shit sure. or like 35 or whatever they're like it's fine it's fine and that's that's really it's oh yeah I, I'm not sitting here telling you it's fantastic it's got a 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb but I mean I, I'm in that same boat it's fine. It it's yeah. it's it's like you said. It's a longer Simpsons episode. If I want to, you know. And at the time, here's the other thing to keep in mind, right? And I think you'll you'll agree with me on this. At the time, there was really not a place to binge stuff like yeah. this, especially the Simpsons. Simpsons were very hard to find. Yeah, like a, in I, a I, had to, I had to torrent. Yeah. You had to do something like that. You had to YouTube or or you had to buy the seasons and then get up and change a disc every, you know, two hours or whatever it was, you know, yeah, like so six episodes yeah. or whatever. I'm pulling a number out of my ass, but you know what I mean? Like it. Yeah. You had to get up and change the disc every so often. I was, and then you'd spend what, like 20 bucks, 20, 30 bucks per you know, yeah, yeah, it ranges. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I'm again just pulling a number out of thin air, but I mean, it, sure. it's not five. It's you know, it's a, no. a hefty number when you've got thirty plus seasons. You know, yeah. and at the time, you're what twenty plus seasons because it's fifteen years ago. So you know, yeah. um, and even then, at you know, let's just say thirty conservatively, right? That's still six hundred dollars. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a lot of money to be putting out to watch The uh, Simpsons consecutively. Six hundred dollars, like it's just yeah, so right. much. Like, which like, but yeah. now you can just turn on Disney Plus, thankfully, and and mm-hmm. literally, I mean, most nights lately, I don't even think I've shared this with you, but most nights lately, that's how I fall asleep. I just put on same. I put on The Simpsons on Disney Plus. I don't even know what season I'm on. I don't really give a fuck. What I'm right. fi- what I'm finding is that I've, there's been several episodes. I'm like, I don't remember that one. Right. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, it, it's fine. It's it, it, and I will. I and it's my number one because it, it, it simply for that reason. It's the only one I really didn't have any problems with. It was just. It was consistent. It was what I want. It's what I expect. You know, I just expected more based on what the Simpsons had already given us for 20 years, which was if you want a show where there will be celebrity guest voices, either playing themselves or other roles. This yeah. has such a drastically underused celebrity voices. Like, you had, really? You had four, uh, one, two, five. You had Green Day for so three members, and then you right. had... Albert Brooks is the villain and yep. you had Tom Hanks as himself. And there were other things that were recorded, but they were deleted. I, I would argue one other one, although he's also re, re he's also a recurring character, but I would argue he's quite, he's more of a celebrity than everybody else. Who? Joe Mantegna as fat Tony. That's true. I mean, I, I, I no, yeah. it's, it's, it's a yeah. weak argument and it's, if you're ranking them in terms of Simpsons, you know, surprise guest it's at the bottom, but yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, although, yeah, I, I just expected, like... I agree. I agree. You, you could have done more with it in that regard. Like, as much as I love hearing all the voice actors supply the voices, really, like, it was... Was it difficult to get Arnold Schwarzenegger to... Well, he may have been governor at that time, so he may not have legally been allowed. 2007, yeah, I think he was. Yeah. So, okay, so... That wouldn't have worked, but you could have like 
I mean, there is a plethora of other fucking actors you could have put in this movie. Yeah, I mean, I mean, considering you've had, you, like you said, there's been a bunch over the years. You know, you've had Michael Jackson not playing Michael Jackson, but you've had him, you've had him on, you've had, and then you've had a bunch of celebrities playing themselves. You know what yeah. I mean? And and they do it right out of the gate with Green Day. You know, like which I have to say is one of the funniest jokes of the movie. Which, which to me there were several. So which one are you talking? Them, about? them rocking out and playing the Simpsons thing, the Simpsons theme. Excuse me. And the lyrics are da 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 da, yeah. and like Billy Joe Armstrong is literally just fucking singing that. And and to even help it, he's reading the fucking prompter, like the, the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Like he doesn't know. All right, shit. What's the lyric for? This one is it dot dot dot. Oh, it's dot. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. You you know what I just found out actually? Billy Joe Armstrong lives less than a mile from here. From oh, me. No, no shit. I mean, I knew he lived in my neighborhood in my area because right. at the pizzeria I worked at, he called more than once. I've spoken to Billy Joe Armstrong once. I've I've heard he's a pretty decent dude too. Like he's, he's very decent, yeah. but like I actually like found out just through like random websites like. He's putting his house up for sale, and I was like, I wonder how close that is. It's a, it's less than a mile from here. I can I was, walk in. God damn it! Anyway, anyways, um, but yeah. Uh, I no, I, I, yeah, I, I lost my yeah. No, I, I, I with, no, you're right though. Having them on there was was fun, and I when I asked you about um, uh, the 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 jokes because you yeah, see they do the theme but I'll, there's also the 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 Titanic homage the, the Titanic is good the you Titanic know. one is good um, which I always thought was really weird in the movie and then I found it was actually legit that's what happened they like like the the band played while it sunk oh and, yeah and they all that's that's I di- I didn't realize that was a legitimate thing until I like researched it like Titanic randomly like two years two or three years ago yeah no that that's a real thing that's why it's that's why Ca- Cameron put it in the movie and that's why right. they you know it's that is I I knew that before Titanic the movie like that's one of those things because that's like been an on like you know. That's part of history. That's like weird history. Like oh, it's not even know? weird history. It's also kind of like um an expression. Like it was a meme before memes were a thing. It's like what you're going to be the band go down with this. You know what I mean? Like that's that would be true. a thing you would say to people. So I mean, and that's probably just my age showing through. Um, it says here there's a slightly alternate ending to the movie. There is. Um, yeah. Is it an additional thirty minutes of jokes? Because that would have been great. Oh no! Here we go. It's I I I was having trouble finding it, but there's it's not on Disney Plus though, because that's how I watched it. I own the Simpsons movie, but I was just being lazy, so I put it on Disney Plus instead of putting the disc in. But apparently, the p- Spider Pig it just says the pig, but I always call him Spider Pig. I don't care. Right. Um, Spider Pig and other animals from around Springfield are shown rebuilding Santa's little helper's house because the house gets destroyed. That's cute. Yeah. Um, yeah that see, that's another thing. It's not a joke in the movie, but it's so fucking funny that Hans Zimmer, world famous composer <laughs> for like classic films, wrote Spider Pig, and that went like on the charts in the UK. Like that was a fucking thing that oh, people were like, "Dude, Spider Pig, Spider Pig." Like I, I fucking love that that was a thing. 
I remember when that movie came out, people would be walking around. I would walk. I it was 2007. I was still working in the malls at the time. I'd be walking around the mall and I'd hear people just like singing it or humming into themselves as they were walking around and like. Yeah, the choir version, like Spider Pigs. Oh, like I fucking love the fact that. It's the dumbest lyrics. It's the dumbest song. But like Hans Zimmer was like, I'm going to write the shit out I of did this. notice some, in that same vein, I noticed something on this viewing that I never noticed before. When What's Homer's that? climbing the dome towards the end to get back in mm-hmm. using the, uh, you know, using super the, the super glue instead of the fucking jetpack, but whatever. Um, yeah. But because I could see Homer going either way with that. Honestly, like I could see him using a jetpack. Totally, but he has used a jetpack. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. um, th- it's actually the Simpsons and music slowed down to like one fourth time. Like it's very slow. Dun 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 dun. Like it's it's yeah. like that as he's climbing. I never noticed like that. That was the music underneath at that scene before. But you also bring up another good point. The fact that Hans Zimmer was hired to basically make Danny Elfman music. Yeah, true. Like, why didn't they fucking just give it to Danny Elfman? I, 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 I like, see what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> all right, hey, all right, Hans, we need you to like write, like score movies. Like, oh, great. That sounds awesome. What's the movie? Simpsons. Oh, cool, man. I got these great orchestral things that I have like brewing. It's like, no, no, we need you to just do copy Danny Elfman. Like, yeah, I, 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 I don't like, like imagine you went to John Williams and we said, like, we need you to be James Horner <laughs> or or Danny Elfman. Like, we need John Williams to just do Danny Elfman. This is going to sound like it's a shot at, at somebody, but it's not. It's like going it's like going to John Williams and saying, do Michael Giacchino. Yeah. And I love saying. Michael I mean, and I love Michael Giacchino. I think he's an amazing composer, but <laughs> all these composers like Alvin Silvestri, Michael Giacchino, John Williams, Hans Zimmer, Danny Elfman, James Horner. These are all like the top notch cinematic composers. But if but I can't imagine like they would not be insulted. It's like, hey, we love your work. Can you copy somebody else's work? Right. And right. Like, like, why don't you just hire that motherfucker? Like, it's not like Danny Elfman's not still composing. Danny yeah. Elfman does a lot of work. Uh, still. I'm Every time to... Tim Burton has a wet dream, Danny Elfman scores the <laughs> fucking dream. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can get... Uh, oh, no, there's no way that's it. What? And we, I'm actually I'm glad this is coming up here because we wanted to discuss it anyway briefly. We, we talked about it in the pre-show. Um, we're not doing Family Guy's... Uh, laugh it off fuzzball because it never went to theaters. And we're also... Or, or the... Stewie Griffin story for that same reason. That's why we're not including that in this. Mm-hmm. But according to this, he was working on Blue Harvest at the same time as this movie. I, I John, le- John Williams or Danny Elfman? Danny Elfman. Do you remember the joke that they're talking about? Because there is a joke. Uh, I, no, I'm, they're not saying there's a joke. They're saying he actually was working on... Yeah. Okay, so in, in Blue Harvest, at one point, Chris Griffin as Luke Skywalker is looking at the twin sons of Tatooine and he says, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, again, John Williams and shows John Williams conducting the orchestra for like that. And then the Tuscan Raiders or no, when the, when uh, uncle Owen and and Baru get fucking disintegrated from uh, the stormtroopers, it shows the, 
the charred carcasses and bodies of John Williams and the entire fucking orchestra. It's like, oh no! Well, all right, it'll. Danny Elfman will have to supply the rest, and Danny Elfman does his music like bum 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 bum, like that very Danny Elfman way. And and he's just like, oh god, you're terrible! Like cuts off his head with a fucking lightsaber. Like, oh, that's funny. But apparently, he did the music for Blue Harvest, so maybe he was tied up doing that project. I mean, to to basically do his own music. I, it doesn't say. It just says in 2007 he was working on Blue Harvest. So, um, all right. But even still, it's a weird thing. No, it's it, a it really much, weird yeah, thing. It really is. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like, hey, CJ, we can't. Like, we we need you to like do an impression of Rico to come on a podcast episode. It's like, well, why don't you just get Rico? It's like, no, no, no. We we want you to be somebody else. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, he was, oh, you know what else he was working on? Okay, so I've got his entire, like, list of work here. I, it took me a minute to find it. John Williams? Uh, no, Alfman. Alfman. Okay. In 2006, because I'm, I'm, see, these, the, the problem with these animated films is it takes so long to, to make these. I don't know at what point the, the, the music is added to the process, right? After, like, after the, well, usually after. But sometimes, That's what I would think, yeah. So, but if it's a musical, they ha- obviously the animations, the animators have to match the music and songs. Right. Well, The Simpsons are obviously not a musical, so we can eliminate right. that there. But right. so when, and I'm I'm not trying to put you on the spot here, but what year would you think he would be working on this? Then, if he was working, if he was going to work on The Simpsons, what year he would have had to been doing it? Probably at least early 2006. Okay, so in 2006, and I was thinking the same thing, but I wanted to get your input. 2006, he was working on Nacho Libre. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Charlotte's Web. Okay. And that's it. But 2007, he did The Kingdom and Meet the Robinsons. All right, so those are all four movies that really didn't necessarily need Danny Elfman's music. It really didn't expand the movie. Whereas I'm thinking, like the 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 Simpsons theme is so iconic and it screams Danny Elfman that right. it just doesn't make sense that they would not like. Well, which is why I was asking because 2005 does what? It's the Corpse Bride, okay, and Charlie in a Chocolate Factory. Right, so that that does make sense, but but is look, it, is if, it if too the bare early minimum is the question. That's what I'm wondering, you know. So, if the bare minimum is because the Simpsons music in the Simpsons movie is still reminiscent of the Simpsons theme, which is my point. Is Hans Zimmer really just was like, I'm just going to kind of copy and expand the theme song, sure, and and fuck with it a little bit. So Danny Elfman wouldn't really have had to work that hard. I'm not by no means saying that composing a score is an easy feat. No, no, not no, at all. No. But if if like if I wrote a sentence and they say, "All right, can you expand that to a paragraph?" That's fucking easy. If you wrote a theme song and you and it's your it's your own style of work, it should have taken Danny Elfman maybe two fucking weeks to write a goddamn score. Right. Right. That's all. That's all I'm saying. It's just a weird. Thing like once I saw the the fucking credits, I'm like Hans Zimmer, really? You? I love your work, but you? I'm looking at now to see what Hans Zimmer was doing in that same window of time. Besides Simpsons, just to kind of sure. because if we see when Hans did uh, Simpsons, we might be able to line up when you know. 
maybe maybe Danny Elfman was just like, nah, dude, I'm not interested. I mean, like, I want to try mean, different scores by that, doing the same shit. That is 100% possible. Yeah. Um, so it says 2007 for when he did it. So that, but that's based on when it comes out, you know. Um, I wonder if I wonder if it was a contractual thing because I'm pretty sure like Hans be. Zimmer is like like I've seen a lot of 20th Century Fox movies and a lot of the scores are Hans Zimmer, but I think like Danny Elfman is like kind of exclusive to like Sony and like other shit like that, like everything kind of not Fox. Do you think it's different for movie versus TV because Blue Harvest is Fox? That's true. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, I mean, I, your yeah. argument, your argument holds. Maybe it's maybe maybe there's rules for. Well, we're well well beyond our depth here. Like we're, we're yeah. Let me just get Danny open on the phone. Let's just. Uh, <laughs> it's like, um, hey, Danny, why, what what was up with that? Bum, 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 <laughs> what did you think of the introduction of some of the characters we did? Like, I mean, like, and and you don't really get any new characters beyond Colin, but but. Which where the fuck did he go after the sh- after the movie was over? Which right, which is really interesting because Spider Pig has made multiple appearances, not regular appearances, but he'll show up randomly from time to time. But uh, yeah, enough to make you question: like, is Spider Pig like in a pen, like next to Santa's little helper's like fucking house or some shit? Like, is he still on the property? Well, I I also like the cameo by Stampy. I thought that was good. Um, uh-huh. You know, considering that was what like. 20 years earlier at that point like it was a long time ago you know it's true we don't but we don't even know for sure if it was Stampy. it could just be a fucking elephant i'm saying it was fucking Stampy. okay all so. right I'm, I'm, i agree with you but you know <laughs> whatever um, until we get matt graining to come on here and say no fuck no that wasn't Stampy. guess what i'm saying it's Stampy. so and for those who are like that's not how you pronounce his name that is how you pronounce the creator of south Park, uh, south, simpson's name it's spelled groaning, yeah. but it's pronounced graining. And yep. he has confirmed that numerous times. Yep. He says it rhymes with complaining. Yeah, see, give me credit for getting that one right. Check I, out. I yeah. absolutely do. Yeah. I'm see, I'm a I was a huge Matt Graining fan, even surpassing the I, uh God, sorry. The show. Like I, I, I tried watching Futurama, but like I was a I massive I couldn't yeah. get into Futurama. I know I know people that love it, like like I, I can say this safely, like Smokin' Family fucking love that show. And the fact that it's coming back, they're losing their minds over it. But uh, yeah, uh, but I'm a I was and still I'm a huge fan of Life in Hell, his book series that he did. I didn't you don't know that. about Life in no, Hell? No, I don't. Yeah. Life in Hell was a was a comic book uh, strip that he, Matt Groening did before The Simpsons. OK. And it was like out in like L.A. and shit. And. It's about it. Basically, it's like a buddy. It's a like like an it's a world where anthropomorphic fucking like animals and shit. But the bunny is named Bongo, which is why his comics his publishing company is called Bongo. Oh, I don't I don't think I even knew that, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah. So periodically, you'll see like a rabbit in like Simpsons episodes here and there, and yeah. like. Yeah, because that's what he's known for is like rabbits and bunnies back in the day. Um, he was trying that. That's how Simpsons was was really pitched is that he was having a meeting to pitch a life in hell show. Mm. And they're like, yeah, we're not really feeling it. Can you do something like, I don't know, something like the Flintstones or something? And he's just like, uh, so he sketched out like this, the, the Simpsons family. 
based on his own family and pitched it to Tracy Ullman. That's why we had the Tracy Ullman shorts. Right, which is where it starts and then eventually right. spins off. So, uh, 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 But back to Colin, the fucking useless Irish well, fucking vegan. Yeah, he just kind of disappears. But you brought up some interesting pieces. So, like, what did you think of when they're on the run and Bart, like, there's the wanted the wanted poster and Bart like alters it and then it pans over and there's actually that version of the same family sitting there. I thought that was hysterical, but like, like what are the odds? Well, I think that's kind of the, the, the point of the joke, but yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, I know it's a TV animated world or everything, but the odds are astronomically I, fucking low. That would happen. See, I see a better joke that they didn't execute. I don't know that it would have worked. But I think I might have an idea too, but I want to hear your pitch. I would have seen if if somehow I don't know how it would have worked uh, logistically speaking, but if they had somehow altered it to look like the original, like the first season versions, and then mm-hmm. they're sitting on it, and they've actually done something like that since. There's been they, a, I forget if it was a couch it, gag or something. It was it was a Treehouse of Horror episode. That's what it was. You're right. Yeah. I yeah, remember yeah. that. And I thought that was honestly my favorite fucking Treehouse of Horror episode or segment for a long time. My favorite for a long time was the one where he goes 3D for the first time. Like Homer yeah. ends up in that 3D world. But yeah. But, but it ends when it gets really interesting. Like, that's what really bugs me about that one episode is like, he's in our world at the end of that. I'm like, and I want to see more of that. And then it just like, yeah. Yeah. Um, not, not to go way off topic, but it is Simpsons related. It, um, but I know, I don't think you watch this other show very regularly, uh, or if at all, I should say, but, uh, Mythbusters. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the episode of The Simpsons where they're gonna break down that? Ha- they're gonna knock down that house with the wrecking ball, and Homer jumps on the wrecking ball to and and the like yeah. cushions. They actually, with permission from Groening's company, got the dimensions and the the colors and built a what would be like a life size Homer. Simpsons. Yeah, and then tried to knock down a house with. Like they knocked down one house without a wrecking ball and tried it again with Homer attached, and he actually would have stopped the wrecking ball with his pure size because of how big he actually is. But he would have died probably. Oh, yeah. Well, they didn't. They didn't test that aspect of it. But yeah, right. that's probably that's probably accurate. Yeah, yeah, that he would have died. But which I did like. We got kind of got an homage to that in the movie mm-hmm. when he. Tries to knock. This is the thing about The Simpsons that I, I, I absolutely. This is one of the things about the show and and the movie that I love. Like he he's trying to stop this this caravan that's transporting his family back to the dome, mm-hmm. and he puts up a stop sign. Mm-hmm. Not stop, stop sign. First off, it fools two trained EPA agents, which is hysterical. Mm-hmm. But also. He can't spell stop or can't make a stop sign that says stop, but he can drive a fucking wrecking ball truck that has like six different levers and four different pulleys to get it from point A to point B. Yeah. Well, look, we're also talking about a movie where the the dome alone, the, the one of the biggest controversies is when that movie came out, it happened to unfortunately coincide with a new Stephen King book. I, that was, I was just called gonna, Under the Fucking Dome. Which got turned into a TV show. 
Yes. But before the show, it was a book. And, right. you know, it's Stephen King. Every time yeah. he fucking, like, shits out a novel, it's a, you it know, becomes everyone wipes, yeah. you know, everyone yeah. wipes their ass with it. Like, you know, in, in a good way. Like, oh, my God, Stephen say, King. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I was glad you clarified that. <laughs> if Stephen King blew his nose on paper, he would get a million dollars. And someone would turn it into a, a miniseries. Frank Darenbaum, for sure, <laughs> would fucking, like own the rights yeah. and Tom Hanks would fucking be like, ah, maybe I'll be in it. I don't know. Like, uh, but which, which by the way, under the dome is available on Paramount. If anyone wants to actually watch the series. And yeah. I, yeah. But so. I mean, even the writers were like, God, it was such unfortunate timing. Like we thought we were original. It's like, Nope. Stephen King thought of it first, which is possibly the first time that someone did it before the Simpsons. If they predicted so many things, it's ridiculous. It's kind of but, frightening. But here's my fucking thing. You have a you have a town of Springfield, which is it's more of a town than a city, right? I, uh, yeah, which remind okay. me I love the 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 border joke, but yes, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. So they're under you know, they're they got a dome over them. No one at any point thinks to like get shovels. To get what? To get shovels? Oh, shovels. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, shooting the dome and bashing it with fucking rocks and shit. It's the same thing about like Homer goes through the the sinkhole that gets them out. Right. Mm -hmm. But he goes down slow. And at one point, they're able to like scrape the top of his head with like rakes and shit. So they're watching him get out. And nobody ever tries to jump. Well, I guess at that point, it already sunk everything else in. Right. They. It, it got plugged up with the house and like a couple right, of the buildings. Right, right, okay. But but like no one ever was like, "Hey, he's getting out!" Like, "Hey, Homer, can you help us out?" Like, yeah, I nobody I, I, ever fucking thought about that. By the way, I immediately thought of our Prometheus episode. Well, really, it was our Aliens episode, but we talked about Prometheus at one point during this movie too, when the domes first coming in. Oh, and the guy's like, "Oh, should I stay or should I go?" He's just yeah. doing a clash talk. He's like, "Should I stay or should I go?" Yeah, and it, and then he gets a, you know, like that. So I, so dumb. But I immediately thought of our Prometheus, like, run a direction, motherfucker. Like, yeah, like choose a side, bitch. Like, I think honestly, the I think my answer to like how no one thought of like digging their way out is because the most intelligent people in the entire fucking town is Lisa and Marge, and they were already out. Frank. I mean, he built something and he left it outside the fucking dome. Well, it, it, well, how's he? Gonna know it, how, how does he going to know that it's a conference of the dome? I can't argue that. I mean, and he didn't build another one or anything, you know, consistent with like you know melting a fucking. I mean, Frank is probably the one. Of the, he's, he's definitely a scientist, but he's like he would be so smart he wouldn't think to use a shovel. Is my he, point. Here's the thing that I. I this is a question I have about, and I do want to get back to my the border thing, but I, I do want to ask you this, because I don't think it's ever really laid out. Well, I guess he, they do say, they're, they're only under that dome for, what, three weeks? At some Yeah, something akin to that. Because I think at one point, Ken Brockman's like, day 22 under the dome or something. like I, I just don't remember exactly. But, sure. Dude, it turns into a, like... A, a, I mean, you would think they were under there for, like, a year, the way it just breaks down. Like, you know. South Park did an episode 
where the kids want to get rid of their parents. All and I mean all the kids. Right. And they accuse their parents of molesting them, is how they put it. So all the parents get taken out of the fucking uh, of the of South Park. And a couple like a married couple drive through and it's become children of the corn. Like all the kids have like dominated South park there and they're, they've divided the town. Like one faction is, you know, with this group and it's, it's like the warriors and sure, shit. Yeah, yeah. And at one point it's just like, Oh, you know, back in the olden days when we had the, uh, the birth givers, you know, two weeks ago. And the guy's like two weeks. It's only been two weeks since this happened. Oh, uh, you well, I mean, cause I immediately think of the scene with Mo. When when Marge and him end up back in town, and Mo walks, you know, emerges with the the cone on his head, and he's like, "I'm like the supreme emperor of Springfield now." And someone throws a Molotov co- cocktail, which I assume Barney. Is Barney, yeah, because you hear Barney go, "No, you're not," and he throws it back, and he go, "You kaboom!" And it's like, "Yo, okay, yes, you are." You know? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your I, favorite character? Are we excluding the main family? No, you can keep the main family. Okay. You can, you let me, let me put it this way. I'll ask two questions. Who's your favorite of the main family, and then who's your favorite secondary? Main family's got to be Homer. I He yeah. just cracks me up. I know the show was supposed to be originally centered and around Bart, but it, mm-hmm. it quickly shifted to Homer. Um, it was, yeah, he, he was, intent, I mean, Bart is definitely the breakout character. He was, like, oh, iconic. Yeah, His fucking logo yeah. was on everything. I have the a dude Bart, sold Butterfinger. I have a Bartman, like, warning thing. Like, Bartman, yeah, I don't know where it is, but I I know I still have it somewhere, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so, no, you're you're right, you know, and I've seen spray paint, like, legit spray paint of El Barto written on shit, like, someone who's done that, so. Um, it's so fucked up, but I love it at the same time. Like, yeah, I, don't, I, I don't like graffiti, but I'm like, oh, that's pretty funny. Right, if you're going to graffiti, do something witty like that, yeah. Um, what would Bart do? <laughs> Which will fucking Bo- Brian Bortano will get to that bullshit. But anyway, um, it, but yeah, so so Homer probably, although Lisa from time to time, um, and okay. then uh, secondary. You know what? It, it's going to sound like a weird choice, but I love Mo. Yeah, Mo was great. Mo Mo Hank Azaria is fantastic. Hank Azaria is probably the only actor to is probably the only Simpsons actor to actually have a successful film career and TV career as oh, well. Yeah, that's that's there's like unless you count Montaigne because he's more than a guest, he's he's a reoccurring role. So I he, you know. And he loves doing Fat Tony so oh, much. I, know he said, he does, I don't yeah. care what it is. I will fucking come in and do one line. Yeah. he No, I, I've heard him say that. He absolutely loves doing that role. Yeah. No, Mo, Mo is the shit. I've always, I've always liked uh, Hank Azaria. His, because it's just, he said it, it became, it started out as a bad young Pacino impression, which is really the majority of the, all the voices in general. Homer started out as a bad Walter Matthau. Right. Uh, uh, Lou the cop is is a bad Sylvester Stallone. Lou the cop, the the black guy. Really? Okay. Yeah, because he, you know he talks like this. Hey, Chief. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, uh, even and Chief Wiggum is a bad uh, Edward G. Robinson. Yes. Yeah, see? yeah, 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 yeah. So like, it's all that where they're just like, all right, let me do an impression. Okay, that sucks, but let me work on it and make it into something else. I. 
I, I don't want to spend too much time on this show itself because, like you said, we're probably going to ultimately do a deep dive, and I don't want to repeat ourselves a lot. But there's one thing I do want to just mention show-wise, and then we'll talk about one other thing, and then I think we can move on to another movie. But unless you've got something else, but well, um, we can still talk about Simpsons the movie. No, but I don't have much more to to get into beyond. But the one thing I there, and I think I've brought this up before, so I'm really not getting too deep into something new. But like, there's an episode of Inside the Actor Studio. Where mm-hmm. they had all the Simpsons cast come on, but at one point he has um he starts he or, uh Lipton's like, Can I talk to the to the actual characters? And all of them were on board except um the woman that played Marge because she had just fucked off altogether. I forget no, why. Well, she actually has a she does not allow footage of her being recorded doing the voice of Marge because she doesn't like the fact that the voice of Marge comes out of her mouth. She's super self-conscious about I think she voice. does say one thing on camera as Marge in that episode, but it's not on camera. She's she does do Marge, but it's not shot on her. It actually shows like But she's animation. still on, she's still on on she's, on she's on the yeah, stage yeah. so but, people saw her do it but at the point that i'm talking about she actually leaves the set there's an empty chair is what i'm getting at so actually i think i remember reading something about this she had a a a paper mask of marge and she put it in front of her face to perform the voice on stage i'm pretty sure i, I read that i'll have because it was that was not on camera so I, I i believe you for the reason that we've got no other way to disprove it and i don't right. i don't but there's a point where she actually fucks off and leaves yeah. and and that and and i don't think it's like a fuck you kind of thing i think she just goes so i'm not i'm mm-hmm. not saying anything bad about her my point is that while she's gone he's talking to the rest of the cast and he's talking to homer and all these other people and at one point he talks about when Bart, because they don't do this anymore, and I would, I guess it's because they're trying to stay with the times of they're actually being caller ID and stuff. But Bart yeah. used to fucking prank call Moe's Tavern all the time, and you know, uh, Lipton asked if we could get a sample of it, and so uh, Nancy Cartwright goes into it and. As she does the, or before they get into it, she says she's talking about like the genesis of it, and Hank Azaria as Mo interrupts and goes, "That's you," and I just I love that moment because he the the look on it like he he acts it when he says it. He doesn't just say it like he he gets this. Like you said, Hank Azaria is fucking fantastic. He's probably yeah. my favorite. He's my favorite performer from that show. Period. And I like Dan Castaneda. I think he's great. I like Harry Shearer, but you know, because we've seen Harry Shearer in some stuff. I've seen him in some stuff, you know. But yeah, Wayne's World. Uh, yeah, and I've seen him in a couple other. I've seen both of them in a couple other things too. But but Hank Azaria is fucking amazing. Yeah, I I happen to one hundred percent agree. I mean, I even remember like seeing Hank Azaria in Pretty Woman. And it's like a blink That's and miss right. it kind of thing. He yeah, plays like a there. cop at the very yeah. beginning. Yeah. But I mean, obviously everybody knows him from Birdcage. Um... That's not where I oh, know him from, but sure. I mean... But that's really what he was like. Because people were like, wait, is that the motherfucker from The Simpsons? <laughs> it's like, yeah. I, I could throw it Spotticus, you know, like the fucking... And he said that he basically, when he was trying to do that voice for that character, 
he realized that he was playing his grandmother. Like, okay, baby, let, let me tell you, like, Sephardic, like, Jew woman. Like, that's really what he is. Like, so just like, okay, baby, let me know. You're so hot. You, you hungry? You want me to get you some food? Okay. Like, that's really well, and what you it remember is. that documentary I keep telling you to watch, The Aristocrats, the one about yes. that joke? Hank Azaria is one of the people that's on. There's, like, dozens of comedians on it, but Hank's one of them, right? And when mm-hmm. he does his, he does it as this, like, Eastern European cathartic Jew woman. Like, it is thick. It is hard. It, but it's entertaining as fuck. Now, so, dude, he was, like, one of the best parts of, like, one of the, what was it? Not at the museums. He played, like. Oh, yeah. He plays uh, one of the, the pharaohs, pharaohs, I think. Yeah. And he based the voice on Boris Karloff. Like, how about a little Karloff? Like, it's so. He, great I, he's his, gotta be his, one of your like top three like oh because easily. you because you're into the not that i'm not but you you like study this voice acting thing like he's gotta be like if, if you could be definitely the top be, five top top four yeah, or something like that he's yeah. really because all of his voices and and to be fair that all the other actors with the really, exception of yardley smith well right but because she can't do anything apart from go higher but they've never yeah, asked like, her to either. Yeah, they, so, yeah, yeah. She's, okay. she's she's done secondary voices. Like she did, I think, like one of the Flanders kids. Okay, because typically when you when you look at the credits, the only thing she ever gets credited with is Lisa. Like everybody else does all the other shit. You know. You know, there actually is a movie where you see her acting live action. Oh, I've there seen are. That. She was on a show before The Simpsons, or right around the same time, called Herman's Head. That's where I, I knew her from. That before I knew her from The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. Like I, when I first saw The Simpsons and heard Lisa, I was like, "Is that?" And I, I think I said the character's name at the time, which I don't remember what it is now. But yeah, I, I, and I think even Julie Kavner was uh, on like Mary Tyler Moore. And, maybe I don't. I don't. But know. I, I the first time I realized, oh my god, that's fucking Marge. As an example, was the movie Click with Adam Sandler. She plays Sandler's mom. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. But Yardley Smith is is in another James L. Brooks movie because James L. Brooks produces The Simpsons. Yeah. She's in As Good As It Gets. She plays uh, uh, Greg Kinnear's assistant. I don't think I've seen that. Oh, it's a great Nicholson movie. Yeah. It's so good. Um, uh, he's he's awful because he's a complete prick, but it's well, Nicholson, sure, so it's But good. it's a good movie. Um, yeah. I, I, and that, but all these actors have, like, all their voices sound different from one another. Dan Castellaneta uh, as Homer does not sound like Krusty the Clown. No. Well, I mean, you can hear a little bit of, a little bit of it, but... But both of them don't even sound like his natural speaking voice. His natural no. speaking voice is yeah. is usually is actually kind of a nasally like, oh yeah, like it's, that's his kind of voice yeah. is up here and really yeah. high pitched. Which when he gets it down to like Homer, it's like it's how the fuck, dude? You you did Homer? Yeah, well he also does Abe if I'm right. He does. I think he does Abe Simpson too. True. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. I, uh, uh, which was hysterical because during that Lipton thing I was telling on on Inside the End, he had he asked Abe to talk to Homer, so to watch him go back and like even Dan was struggling because I'm assuming when they record those things, he he records Space the Simpsons out. line, and he takes a break or whatever, and it comes back and does, so to see him have to go from Abe to Homer and back and forth like that was kind of. <laughs> My my the best part of that as Abe is when they first like uh, Grandpa and, and he's pretending to snore. Yeah. He's like pretending to be asleep on on the stage, yeah, like yeah, he's yeah, like yeah, falling, yeah. like an old man yeah. falling asleep. Yeah. Um, look back to the movie. Uh, Again, I, I, the, I enjoyed it. 
I want to. Well, I want the one last gag I want to talk about from the movie before we we uh, move on is um, there's two parts actually I want to talk about. First, I I love the joke about when Flanders is showing uh, Bart like they go on the hike and he's like, and you can see the four states that border Springfield because they've gone out of their way as as a show to make Springfield as. Um, I blind, just blanked on the word. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Ambiguous as to where it's located, and if you if you know geography and the four places that that uh, uh, Flanders points out, like Springfield would have to be like twelve hundred miles across to maybe hit all four of those at the same time. Yeah. It's pretty. I think. I think it was just funny. Um, I I agree. They even did like an episode where there was a four point and they're standing. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I remember. And it was still and it was like, like it was, but it was like Utah, Illinois, Texas, and like California. Delaware or something. Or some, yeah. yeah, it was, it was, it was so <laughs> stupid how they did that. Uh, but it's it's, but that's the point. Yeah, it's not stupid. It's clever because they're really keeping that ambiguity there. You know. So, but at the same time, like there are actual like Springfield like cities that are like oh, we are mul- Springfield. Like oh, we're there's good. multiples. Yeah, yeah. It's like, dude. Do you really want to like be this like it's the same thing like I remember there was a whole bunch of controversy of where uh groundskeeper Willie what part of Scotland he's from because he's given different answers over the years like oh then but I did this it's like oh Glasgow like which where the fuck are you I don't even think I've paid attention that closely I believe you but I don't think I've even paid attention that closely to it so um I yeah I, I, there, there's there's parts of the movie that I would have changed. Like I don't understand why, like Kelsey Grammer as Sideshow Bob was not like a front and center villain. That's a good point. That's a good point. I didn't even like. Think I like Albert Brooks, but like it was just kind of like a weak villain. So or le- or at least have him show up and be like, I'm supposed to kill the boy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like something, something. Yeah. Unless uh, Kelsey just didn't want to do it. You know, that's the only thing I can no, think of. The, that's the thing is from my research, all these people did supply voices and, and did bits. And then like this movie just got a massive edit and it's really disappointing. I would want to see the director's cut of the Simpsons movie. That's what I want to see. How about, how about the, um, again, the irony we kind of talked about the, the, the shot at Disney. Mm-hmm. Like direct shot at Disney. I, yeah, I said to Steph, I'm like, this is especially fucking funny right now. It really is. Yeah. And and even more, just like how a whole bunch of like woodland critters are watching Homer Marsh do the nasty. <laughs> well, that's not the part. That's not the. That's not the part. I, is that the part you were talking about? Because I'm talking about a different part. But which Disney? Well, that's definitely a Disney channel. No, no, you're, you... you're you're right. I'm not arguing that. But there's a there's a there's a about? more direct shot than that even. What? They're on they're on the train going back to Springfield, and uh-huh. Bart is up in everyone's luggage, and he pulls down a black. He has a black bra on his head, and he does Mickey's voice and goes, "I'm the mascot of an evil corporation." You yeah, know? I forgot and, about that. And you know, like you watch that, and you're like, "Oh wow!" But at the same time, like I I envision at this point. Just to go with the joke, Mickey sitting in a in a 
in an office somewhere with a big screen watching that, doing his best Burns impression, going, excellent. You know, like... <laughs> oh, excellent. Yeah, I can't do Mickey, so I wasn't going to attempt Oh, I'm going to get you, you sons of bitches. You're going like, to work for me someday. Well, because that's... And I think I told you this before, like, because there's a couple of those, like, um, Maggie shorts on Disney Plus that have come out since they bought the mm-hmm. rights. And the Gracie's film thing, you know, where it shows them and it's like silhouette. Right, and it shows people in a theater watching the thing. On those shorts, didn't Mickey's in the theater. You see his outline. It's only on those shorts, though. They didn't insert it into old episodes or anything like that. But And they haven't inserted it into the TV, like when it's on on TV. Because mm-hmm. I've watched to see, like, on, on episodes since. But, yeah. Did did you go all the way to the credits of of uh, the Simpsons movie? Yeah, why? Because there's there's snippets of them still watching the credits in the theater. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and that's uh, like, yeah. I mean, and they and they even said like, oh my god, like Maggie's about to have her first word. It's sequel, but it's actually technically not her first word. It's the first word that Marge is aware of. Yeah, the first one is her saying "daddy" or "dada," but nobody's daddy, ever heard yeah. it. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I do love the, I do love the bit at the beginning. It's, I think it's the only time they break the fourth wall and I really don't, they do it in a very subdued kind of way, which I appreciated it. it it's, Cause I like, we like fourth wall breaks in the right context, like Deadpool mm-hmm. or whatever. But when you do it just to do it, it actually irks me. I don't want to speak for you, but it irks me when you do it just to do it. It depends um, on the context. Yeah. Right. So, you know, when Homer stands up and says, we're watching something. We're paying to watch for something we can watch at home for free, and you're all stupid. Like, but he's pointing at everyone in a the theater that's in Springfield. But the camera angle makes you. I, I thought that was pretty. He's clever. like, "You're dumb, and you're d- and you," and he points at us. Right, but then I'll, when I'll, it pans out, it's it's someone else sitting right there. So I'll tell you who my favorite character is. That's outside the family. Oh yeah, I, mean, I could see that. Ralph is definitely one of my all-time favorite characters, and it start. I mean, the fact that he does the 20th Century Fox like, and he's screeching it. Yeah, I mean, he still has some of the best non sequitur lines of eighty. Do you fucking think character. he gets one joke in the entire movie? Do you think he still can do that joke if he made the movie today? Yeah, yeah, because I was it's just Ralph. Curious. Well, right, yeah. but I mean. I guess there are certain franchises that are that can get away with shit, right? And I, I think having an eight-year-old, you know, kind of dummy who doesn't know any better, right? You know, he's like, I mean, what? Steph and I will quote each other all the time. I'm helping when we're like doing something that's completely minuscule. I, I think I witnessed it once or twice when I was out right. there. So. <laughs> like Steph is like, I'll be cooking or something, and Steph will just come out of nowhere and just like add like a teaspoon of like salt, and she's like, I'm helping. I'm like, yes, honey, thank you. You know, go sit down, like stuff like that. Um, my my criticism is like, I I felt like it was a great, like it's still a good movie i just wish they it would it didn't have that oomph like no it, it doesn't and and the whole scene with the the native american woman is really kind of yeah the that, inuit the, yeah, the alaskan it's, inuit it's woman it was weird i mean it's really bizarre yeah and that was like like i i find myself being like what is the significance of her having big boobs and then like homer's like thank you boob lady like what? Yeah, it was really that, that. That's the only part that really just doesn't feel like it fits, you know. So, 
Yeah, I mean, there's other things that. That's the biggest like standout, though I think. But I I agree. But I'm saying like that's a big standout. So yeah. Um, which one do you want to go to next? Since I started Simpsons, be with some bud. Okay, so you want to save the the big argument for the end? Is that uh, sure? Yeah, we'll we'll fucking um, we'll, we'll we'll knock the shit out of each other in round three. So of these three movies, I've only seen one in theater. Okay, and Beavis and Butthead was it. Like, and and when I say that, like opening weekend, I was there at five o'clock on a Friday with my buddy Bones. Like we were huge Beavis and Butthead fans, and I sure. I would I would argue I still am. You know, despite what I was saying about how you can't watch it the way that you can, but right. I'm still I'm still a fan of the characters. The characters, mm-hmm. um, I think it's a combination of things. I think it's a combination of the fact that I, you mentioned earlier, and I'm sure you'll bring up again when we get to South Park that like when you saw the movie, you were the same age as those characters coming. You were basically living that that story to some degree. You know, to a, yeah, to around. I mean, not to the point where you know. My friend torched himself on fire. No, but the, begin- but, yeah, the beginning, yeah, of course, yeah. And for me, it's very similar with Beavis and Butthead. Like I would send her, we, my friends and I would, because MTV was still showing videos back then. You know what I mean? Right. Like so, we would sit around, and sometimes you wouldn't, you wouldn't be doing it pure in the way of Beavis and Butthead of like watching every second of it and criticizing this and. But there'd be a lot of times we'd be sitting around bullshitting and what would you have on but MTV? And then if something came on the video, you would like something weird would come on. You'd be, you, we would talk about it, you know, like Mike judge hit the nail on their head when it, when it came to like, that's how that worked, you know, of course. But I also remember not loving the movie. Like I remember, I remember not loving it. And I remember watching it a number of years later, like a long time later, like a good, Let's see, it came out in 97. I'll, I'll say like at least 10 years and still being like, yeah, you know, oh. that's why it's not in my collection, believe it or not, because it never like I had. I think I've talked about it on the show before. I used to have a rule that I used to I only bought shit that I loved. You know, and you mean? have since amended that rule. <laughs> well, I've had to a little bit. But that's the interesting thing is like going back and now watching it yet again. And now so I've probably seen it three times total that I can remember. There might be more times that I've seen, you know, but as a whole, and that's 17, 27 ish. And now at 42 and at 42, I've enjoyed it more than the previous two viewings. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, I, I've seen Beavis and Butthead do America at least 30 times, maybe. And I mean, because it was, you know, you know, I, I had you and I had similar upbringings in terms of like we had parents that were like, "You're not allowed to watch that type of shit." You know, like you're. If I remember correctly, your mom was like, "You can't watch that; it's too inappropriate." If am I correct in that assumption? Say it again. I'm sorry. Your your mom would like allow or not allow certain things for you to watch. Uh, by the time Beavis and Butter came out, no, but in general, yes, that that did happen at some point in my life. Sure. Right. So my. You know, so, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Beavis and Butthead was one of those few things that, like, mom did not want me to watch when I was young. Because even on, the, like, the show, for sure, I was Iron- not allowed The irony to watch. is The Simpsons were that for me. Yeah. 
My mom didn't want, want me watching The Simpsons, you know. Ma, yeah, mom allowed me to watch The Simpsons, and it was a very special treat that I would get to watch the Treehouse of Horror. She did not want me to watch the Treehouse of Horror because she even still then thought that that was possibly too scary for me. And I'm like, sure. it's really not. Sure. The one that kind of did kind of give me the willies of the Treehouse of Horror was the Krusty the Clown doll. That did kind of freak me out a little bit. Oh, because I remember I was that just, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was especially freaked out of Chucky at the time, so, like, it really was, yeah. Well, but anyways. Yeah. But Beavis and Butthead, dude, I saw that movie so fucking much, and I think it was just because Dad, I think maybe Joel or Alex bought me the VHS tape, so I had my own copy. Oh, Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, yeah. And um, and as a little kid, I would go to the video store and I'd rent VHSs of the show, and be able to watch it. My dad didn't give a shit; like he wasn't happy I was watching Beavis and Butthead. He was like, "It's mindless bullshit." But even he found the humor of their stupidity from time to time. He got bent out of shape once though. You'll appreciate this. Uh, Way back in the day, I had a super Nintendo like every other fucking kid in the Mm nineties. If you were, if you were lucky, you you either had Genesis or super Nintendo. That was it. Yeah. And I remember some people were rich enough to have both, but typically it was one or the other. Yeah. Go ahead. The irony was Joel and Alex had their own, uh, they had their own Sega. The Genesis, uh, yeah. Yeah, they had their own Sega Genesis at their mother's house. Gotcha. And and at, the, and at Hudson Street, the, the Super Nintendo was primarily me, but occasionally they would buy their own games and play with me. Sure. But um, Dad, Dad bought me the Beavis and Butthead Super Nintendo game. Which actually isn't a half-bad game. It's actually It's a fun. pretty good game. Yeah. It's hard as hell as well. Oh, it uh, absolutely is hard as hell. Yeah, yeah. But if you remember, you'll probably remember, there's a part where you are running around the streets of Highland and you, like, there are guard dogs that, like, come after you. Yes. Yeah. And you have to, like, hit them with, like, baseball bats with, uh, like, punching uh, uh, boxing gloves on the end of it. I don't remember the weapon, but I, I'm not going to say you're wrong. So, Dad flipped the fuck out. Because you're beating dogs up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like this. Why are you I, beating up animals? And I'm like, I, it's, they're, they're trying to kill me. It's, and, and listen, I, I am the last person to advocate animal violence. You know that as well as anybody. But right. it's a fucking video game. Like, that, that, like, I don't like animal violence when you see like real live animals. And even sometimes when we see movies, even though we know the ASPCA is on site to make sure the animals aren't harmed when there's live action animals even that even then on movies i cringe from time not not because they're being not even they're, they're being purposely harmed but sometimes they just like if you know like when the horses get shot in wonder woman right like they're not yeah. trying to kill the horses but it happens you know what i mean sure. like that kind of thing i always cringe but when it's animated or video game fuck it's a it's animated you know like Br- brief sidebar i swear this is just gonna be a second i once read peta praise uh the movie jurassic world like one or fallen kingdom and be like good for you for you know using fake animals instead of real ones And i'm like they're fucking dinosaurs you stupid fucking idiots i think there were some animals that could have existed along with the dinosaurs in that film but yeah but even then in that context those all those dinosaurs Aren't real dinosaurs, and they're like made up dinosaurs. Can I? Can I tell you? No, I really don't want to diverge, but I will. I want to say this very quickly, right? Mm-hmm. After the last Jurassic World, 
which I forget what the exact subtitle Fallen, was on. Fallen Fallen. Kingdom. I was very much like, like the end concept, I was like, nope, I'm out. But after having seen the trailer for Jurassic Kingdom, I'm kind of like, all right, let's. It's, it's Jurassic World Dominion. Or whatever the fuck yeah. this thing is called. I, okay, I'm not really concerned about the time. I like yours. Jurassic Kingdom is pretty good. Though. I thought that's what it was. Anyway, the point is that I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of in like, yeah, dude, I, I want to see fucking like dinosaurs in Oakland. Like I want to see a bunch of raptors fuck up LA. Um, not only that, but I, th- if I recall one of the ones I saw some of the animals that are like current day animals fight back and they're like winning. So, you yeah. know, it, I, I, I want to, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. But anyways, it, yeah. Uh, so yeah, dad had a history fit of me, like, and I even like challenge, I'm like, well, I also play a Ninja Turtles game and I'm fighting humans. Are you upset that they're beating up turtles? What did he say? He said, don't be a smart ass and just walked out of the room. Like sounds like Ron. Um, I was also like 10 years old. So I was like, dad, I also play turtles. Like, are you going to get like this? Because I, I was so blown away that he was giving me shit for animated dogs getting punched the irony is that um there was a simpsons game too bart versus the space aliens there were several there's been several simpsons games but the one the one specifically is that that game was infinitely hard that game was so hard i've seen people play it on youtube and i'm like i would never play i would never play this for fun it was hard. It was weird though, because it was hard, but it was fun. It was a weird thing. Anyway, but go ahead. Um, the yeah, but the movie, the movie, actually well, was the, really entertaining. Despite well, the there, there was videos. a whole point of like I oh, saw this movie so fucking much that when I was visiting my brother in Italy, okay, Dad and I went to Italy, and we were at Alex was working at this nightclub hotel thing in Rome. Like it had a bar, it had a nightclub, it had a it had a whole bunch of bungalows for people to sleep and blah blah blah. They had a huge projector, and they would play movies. And sometimes, like it would be like you know traditional Italian films sure. or like old classics or modern day shit. And when it was like after hours, he told me just as like a joke, people would like put on porn just to like and it'd be like specifically like little person porn just to be like weird and like like and i was like okay we were there and someone put on beavis and butthead do america on the projector it was dubbed in italian and i had seen the movie so much the real that I, you did the... i knew it yeah. perfectly and dad and i'm laughing along because i know what's coming and i know the lines sure. and dad turns is like do you understand what they're saying? You're learning Italian. I'm like, no, dude, I just know that he said bunghole. And I just, I mean, it's funny to know that like the Italian, like, you know, verse like, hey, cool about it. Like, whatever the fuck. I'm going to I want to step back to Simpsons very, very, very briefly because I, I, I this is something I want to do for the, all three of these. So it's going to take two seconds and we'll come right back to be some butthead. But like, uh, Simpsons budget was 75 million. Holy shit. Box office five hundred and thirty six point four million. So I think they did okay. I think I I'm yeah they did okay. That's that's pretty good. Uh, do you want since since in the same theme? Do you want Beavis and Butthead's numbers? Sure. Budget twelve million. <laughs> okay. Eighty or sixty three point one million. It's still a profit. 
It's still a profit, and I would and, I would, and tickets were cheaper then, right? And I would also argue that um, uh, Beavis and Butthead is one of those movies that probably did better after it came out on video, v- sure. video, DVD. You know, it, it's it's one of those. It's 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 a Kevin movie in that regard. Like all of Kevin's yeah. movies do better after they come out. I I think same thing applies. So. Do you know what one of the original intentions for the movie, the Beavis and Butthead movie, was going to be? No. Live action. Like, they pitched a live action idea to Mike Judge, and they wanted Chris Farley and David Spade. And I shit you not, apparently it came down to a coin toss of live action or full-length animated feature. I, I can tell you right now that if it ended up being that, I don't think I would have watched it. I agree. I love Chris Farley and David Spade, but like seeing Chris Farley like doing his best butthead would not have been Well and the correct. irony the irony in it, I I wouldn't have thought this until you brought this up, but there's a scene in the desert where they potentially meet their fathers. That's pretty close to Farley and Spade, those two. Do you know who voices the 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 dad butthead character? No. David Letterman. That's Letterman. Dude, Letterman is was such a huge fan. Oh, I know he was a fan. Yeah, that I knew. Dude, he, but yeah, he and he, but he uh, based it on like his uncle. Hey, you want to see something really cool? Like that's Letterman. Yeah, look at that. And then the other guy, someone you just never heard of, Tony Darling. Like, you might know him because he's like voice actors. But I mean, yeah, I I, I didn't recognize. Him. I always assumed that was just my judge, but. No, it's uh, Tony. Dar- Here's one I didn't see coming, though. Holy shit! I mean, Letterman's still a bigger like whoa, but uh, Richard Linkletter's in this. That's who? He's the tour bus driver. Oh, that makes so much sense. Um, I mean, I mean, the obvious like cast is Bruce Willis and Demi Moore. I fucking I've forgotten. I knew that way back. Like, I did, yeah. but I'd forgotten because it's been so many years. I fucking love that that's the, the couple that's trying to kill kill each other, which at the po- time, they were still married, if my math is right. And I had heard a rumor that Mike Judge was nervous about asking them to pretend to have sex, like the grunting and moaning yeah, in, the, right. in the scene. And I heard that they just kind of, like, disappeared for, like, a little bit and then came back with audio. Like, I, I don't know if that's confirmed but like <laughs> there's like like i could just imagine bruce being like don't worry i'll get it like not a problem <laughs> like just like yeah just g- yeah just give me a microphone and it'll be okay I, like, i'll say i'll say this though for bruce i gotta really get him great he it, it's not easy to pick up that that's his voice like demi's flat out sure. demi but and then that's not a shot at demi she's just performing the role but right but Bruce, like, it feels like went out of his way to, like, kind of disguise his voice in a bit. But not in a, like, I'm ashamed, but to actually, like, make it for the character, you know? It's and, it's definitely a more gravelly Bruce. I mean, like, right. it's it sounds like, well, if we needed someone to have, like, cigarette smoke and whiskey on the throat, it would be that voice, even if it was Bruce Willis doing it. Right. Um, I, I agree. The weird thing is, is that both of them are not credited. They were not credited in the theatrical release. 
But they are credited, I think, on the VHS and DVD re-releases. Uh, I will let. I mean, it is. They are credited on the i on the um, IMDb, and uh, I will tell you that I, while we've been talking, ordered a copy for myself. So I good will, for you. I will. I actually reordered the Simpsons too because I only have it on DVD. So I upgrade because I got it for like dirt cheap on Blu-ray. So I was like, fuck. Uh, um, another random voice is Greg Kinnear before he was like famous. He's uncredited. Yeah. According to this. Yeah. Um, but it's a voice I recognize immediately, you know, um, Cloris Leachman also is awesome. Yes. As the, Oh my God. Do you see? I fucking love that movie. So goddamn much where right. she's like, like talking about like, oh, there's so many slots in Las Vegas. Like, yeah, I'm going to get a bunch of slots in Las Vegas. Yeah, like, give me this slots. We're going to get dude, laid. Dude, there are so many jokes that like even Rock, like Ebert and uh, Siskel fucking like both gave it thumbs up. And they said we should not love this movie as much oh, as we did. Okay, this don't, movie is so fun. Don't pay attention to the name. Just look at the picture and tell me who you think that looks like. Looks like Larry David. That's exactly what I thought it was before I clicked on it. It's exactly hmm. what I thought it was before, and it it, he, it looks he, like if Willem Dafoe was dressing up as Larry David. I could see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Willem Dafoe's cosplay. Willem Dafoe um, plays Larry David in a Curb Your Enthusiasm biopic. There you go. Um, there you go. I'd watch that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, just thought I'd share. That's crazy, but um. You know, Beavis and Bud almost was rated R. Like, they actually had to, like... I'm surprised it wasn't, honestly. Well, they had to tweak some... uh, Like, apparently, Principal McVicker was apparently uh, not wearing underwear when he was being spanked. Mm. And they were like, we need to... Like, you got to put the the fucking... That's weird, though, because you see Budhead drop his, his drawers at one point. And the other thing that had to be omitted, going back to The Simpsons, was when Muddy gives the boys whiskey to drink, yeah. it immediately cuts away. But apparently, he had there was fil- filmed, animated them drinking the whiskey. Ah, okay. But well, that yeah, that he, gives credence to why Simpsons were thirteen with having Bart. Yeah. Could you see him chugging on that fucking Johnny Walker yeah. bottle? So, which is really interesting. The fact that we've seen. Bart Simpson get shit faced, but not Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, but you got to figure it's a ten year gap between the two films, so you know that's true. Change, I mean, but, but even like Beavis and Butthead, they did an episode where they were quote unquote drunk. They didn't realize that they were drinking non alcoholic beer, but they got the right. uh, that placebo effect. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I do remember. I remember. I actually remember that episode. <laughs> um, um, but I have th- I have a ton of the Beavis and Butthead episodes on. DVD. Like, I don't have that Mike Judge collection that sure. like, was sold, yeah, that, but I have them, like, individually. Yeah, like, this, work sucks and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, the, the the show is good, and, and much like The Simpsons and Tracy Ullman, I mean, it started off as a liquid television um, segment. It mm-hmm. Beavis and Butthead didn't start as Beavis and Butthead. Like, they no. started on, on a thing that MTV did called Liquid liquid television and daria was on there simpsons were on there aeon flux was on there Mm -hmm. um all of which became their own shows eventually liquid television (laughs) went to ship and all all the and there were some other segments that just fucked off you know died but those three survived that out of it all Um, three of these shows started out kind of as something like very small and it just worked its way up to being like a full like a, a tv show like the south park 
show start out as a holiday gift card. Okay, see, that I didn't know. To me, my knowledge is that South Park, unlike the other two, just went right to, to TV, but... I'll, I'll bring it up when we talk about South yeah, Park, but, yeah, like, yeah. but Sims, like, Beavis and Butthead, the, Do America, like, is just... I fucking love that movie so much. You know, no, and, I have to, yeah, like I said, getting back to watching it again, it, it, it sat better with me than I realized. Well, I'll tell you the truth. Normally, I would be cramming all these movies in to watch and, you know, do homework. But I had such, like, I had a couple days where I was like, I just don't want to fucking do anything. I just want to not even, like, not even do my fucking podcasting job in terms of, like, prepping. Sure. And it was like, I just need to, I just, I just watched, like, the first like I watched the first season of True to, True Detective, and I was like, I'm watching the second one. You're right, by the way. True season two kind of sucks. Oh, okay. I was gonna do what you're gonna say, do one and then three, then go back to two. But no, I didn't even I was, say go back to two. I said just said fuck off two altogether. But I I wanted to give two a chance because I was still curious, and it sure. sucks. Um, I watched the Simpsons movie. I watched the South Park movie today. I didn't watch Beavis and Butthead Do America because I've seen it so many times sure. that I pretty much know that movie by rote. Yeah, and, but and, now and, after this, I'm like, I might fucking rewatch it. Like, yeah, I've, it's, you know, it's just it is. It, it really is. Um, I, I, so and there are so many scenes that, that pay off. Like that's the thing that I realized. Like watching it again, you know, is is some of the scenes that end up paying off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Just, just the back and sending them back and forth between like. First off, though, I first I'm so I'm so glad you enjoyed this as much as you do because yeah. like there were multiple times rewatching this that I was like, oh, Rico's gonna tear this apart. He's gonna tear this apart. Like He's what? Like I mean, dude, they 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 caused the worst car crash in American highway history. Mm-hmm. And nobody put it together. Nope. They caused probably the biggest ecological disasters in U.S. history when they shut down Hoover Dam because Beavis's ass itched because that's where the unit was being held. You so that's wrong with my butt. Your butt sucks. Yeah. Now, see, your butt head's pretty good. I'll give you your butt head. Um, it, 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 you know, like, <laughs> I, and then I love the scene in the desert. Oh my god, it's 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 iconic. Like okay, you, it's so you, weird to say like, oh, this movie's iconic, but it's fucking iconic. Now you you like the you liking this movie as much as you do, and me me not being aware of this, right? Mm-hmm. I came into this going, I'm gonna get Rico on something, and now I'm not so confident that that's going to happen, and and I'm glad that I'm probably wrong at this point. But that scene in the desert. Is not drawn by Mike Judge and company. It's Zombie, if I know correctly. It is. It's Rob yeah. Zombie. Rob Zombie did that entire sequence, In- including the music. I mean, in oh, the music look, for sure. Yeah, but like my criticism of Rob Zombie is not due to even being a filmmaker. No, no, no. To no. the most part, it's it's really because I actually like throw a lot of respect to I, Rob Zombie. I didn't think as you, a performer. I didn't think you would dislike it. I was thinking you may not recognize it. That's all no, I was I, saying. You know, but. I, I I have definitely done my research on Beavis and Butthead Do America over the years, because, and I. Well, no, but, but see, for me, and and but in no part a criticism of yours, I I've been a a white zombie, and by default, a Rob Zombie fan since you know ninety four. 
93, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. years, maybe even 92 to be fair. But, mm-hmm. and on, on one of the albums, he has a bunch of artwork that's very, I mean, it looks like he even ripped some of it directly from the art and just put it into the movie. Mm-hmm. So like, I remember being in the theater and in 96, when this movie came out, there's not the internet the way there is now where you can say, oh, Rob Zombie did a, did a scene. Like, you're, right. you're not going to know that shit. And I remember sitting in a the theater watching going like, that's zombie art. Like, that's, yeah, you know, I and, and obviously eventually you can, I forget where you can, I forget how I confirmed it because it wasn't. You know, it's not like I ran home and jumped online. Like, well, IMDb started in 1999, so it would have been possible for you to look it up a couple years later. Right, but it was but probably I, like in a fucking like. I think I've confirmed season. it before. You know, long like same year, but I I forget how I confirmed it. But yeah, probably um, like an MTV interview or some it's shit. Probably yeah, or they even talked about it just because I mean it's an MTV proper it's an MTV production. I mean like MTV's. Right credits are on the thing as it should be so what i what i didn't know at the time when i was a kid was why he was hallucinating to begin with i didn't understand that he was eating peyote actually i don't think i guess that's what happened but to me to me i i i always took it even on this viewing as heat exhaustion like his heat will do that shit to you too with or without the peyote you know, yeah, but I mean, it's peyote. I mean, I think I looked it up and like it was like, yeah, he even started tripping balls because of peyote, uh, which is why only he trips balls. I guess, yeah, you know. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna, dude, argue, I, I'm not gonna, there's no argument to hold there, yeah. but yeah. Um, well, I mean, that 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 is a classic thing that would happen is like, Beavis, somebody like, like, Beavis thinks he's being smart, he's like, and there's supposed to be like, you know, water in cactus, yeah. And he just eats fucking instead. Yeah, 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 yeah. And well, trips I mean, balls in the desert. And you have to imagine, like, Butthead's just like, settle down, Beavis. Like, yeah. just like laying off to the like, off to the side, also dying of starvation. And, Shut up, and, and yeah, it's just like Beavis is just like, cir- like doing fucking like circles on the on the sand, like windmills. Well, it's, it's, it's a music video. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it was so fun. I I I really enjoyed this a lot more than than I remembered, and I'm I'm glad that we'll put it this and way. The, I'm, the I'm soundtrack glad you made, kills too. I, I'm glad you made me watch it because, like, I it was at a I was at a point where like I probably I was like I'll never go out of my way to like watch it again. But you, what did you just add in here? I'm sorry. I said it also has a killer soundtrack. Oh yeah, like, oh yeah. Although I would you, argue Beavis and Butthead Experience, which was just like a a. a an album inspired by Beavis and Butthead, not like a soundtrack or anything, is better. But yes, you're right. Well, I'll, to the point where I was hanging out the bar around the corner that you've been to. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and we, um, I was outside having a smoke with Michael, and I and someone was fucking with the the iTunes jukebox or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. I was just talking to Michael and a couple other dudes. We were out there for like 15 minutes. And over the course of it, I kept hearing one song after another. And I was like, I, this is this is the fucking Beavis and Butthead Do America soundtrack. Like, I, I nailed it. That's awesome. And, and, and they were playing fucking 
the Walk on Water Aussie song. They're playing That's Red Hot song. Chili Peppers. Yeah, the Chili Pepper song is the most popular song to come off that soundtrack. Like that's the sure. one that got the biggest airplay, I would say. Um, so when I walked back into the bar, and it wasn't like it wasn't full. It was, and it was like all of our regular friends. That it was and, like and it, it was like when I was there. It was like yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So we walked back in. I yelled out, "Who's playing the Beavis and Butthead Do America soundtrack?" And one guy's like. I'm so glad you know that. Like, it That's was so awesome. fucking great. That's how much of a fan I am. Where I'm hearing like two or three songs, I'm like, someone likes Beavis and Butthead. That legit, Rico. That makes me happy beyond words. Like you have no idea. <laughs> like I that, that I that you can say that. I'm actually looking it up right now, and I actually don't think i own that aussie song which means i might so, need to go add that to my collection but i actually made you play it one time it was it wasn't on radio airways it was like you and me and like jay and Terry were all bullshitting on like get vocal one night and you were just you were just playing music you were just having fun playing yeah, music yeah, yeah. and we were all throwing out requests and i said play walk on water by ozzy osbourne and i said specifically like the demo version and because because contrary to belief, that's there are two versions of Walk on Water, but the one featured in the movie is the demo, but the one featured on the soundtrack is the official cut. Gotcha. And I have to say, I prefer I prefer the demo. They're both good. But I, well, I don't know. To how me, I it's one it. of the most underrated Aussie songs. I don't know how I played it because I don't have it. I must have pulled it up on YouTube or something. You pulled you pulled it up on YouTube because you said I don't have it. I said, well, bring it up on YouTube. It's, yeah, yeah. I'll have to. That's exactly what happened. I'll have to, oh, I, I, I don't. I believe you. I, I don't remember very. I don't remember it, but I believe you because that sounds a hundred percent accurate too. So, um, here's the interesting thing. You were you. We already brought up the thing about um, uh. Letterman, uh-huh. but here's why I think I don't I ne- I didn't know it right uh-huh. because he's not credited as David Letterman. He's credited right. as Earl Holford, which is his I believe is his uncle. His uncle's name is Uncle Earl. Uh, that that I was a, that was a character that he made up. So he was using the character voice, which was either based on his uncle or was just an original character. Yeah. But it sounds so similar to like what would Butthead be, or what would Butthead's dad be? And I, no, I, the, sure. the 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 genius of that scene is like they have no fucking clue that's fathers and sons sitting together in the oh, middle I of know. a desert. I know, yeah. And they're even like saying, "Oh yeah, we went through like this town called Highland." It's like, oh, that's where we're from. It's like no one's doing the fucking math. Also, they look exactly the same. Well, here, here's the interesting thing. That I don't think I've ever really put much thought into until I was watching it this time, right? Okay. I guess Beavis and Butthead are brothers. Based on Butthead Senior's fucking comment? Because he punches the gro he punches the older Beavis and says, Shut up, dumbass! I'll yeah. screw with both of them. Um Because uh, you've never <sighs> Well, yeah. he, I my answer for that is just like their respected offspring, Butthead is the dominant of the two. No, but I'm not even just talking about that scene. I'm like going back to the show, and I don't think you ever see them like. You never see their parents. You never see their moms. But I, um, but I think you hear Butthead referred as like Beavis. Your mom's a slut. Like if they were yeah. brothers, and he know he'd be talking about his own mom too. So unless unless it was the same father, different 
different mother. But they never knew their fathers until this part, so he wouldn't have known not to say it. You know, I you know there the fact that like they're fifteen is really kind of the canon age for Beavis and yeah, Butthead, right? And there's no mothers, and there's and it kind of looks like essentially like a one or two bedroom house yeah. in the middle of fucking New Mexico. Yeah. Cause it's based on Albuquerque to the, my, the best of my knowledge. I don't, yeah. I'll trust you on that, but, um, and they, they have jobs. Like they have a job. Like it, I Not don't know what the law it, is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, you can, I mean, I work with permission. Uh, some States it's 15, some States 16. I think it depends on the state. So I got my first job, but I had to get written permission by both my dad as well as my principal at school. In Jersey, that's up until 16. And then once you hit 16, you don't need that permission anymore. So, I, I, again, it's, it could vary from state to state. And going on the assumption that it is New Mexico, I don't know what the rules are. But, yeah. Right. It's also an animated show. I mean, well, yeah, of really course. Crazy. Yeah, they're not going because, to because it doesn't really strike me that, like, Beavis and Butthead would be responsible enough to go grocery shopping. They they would be those assholes that like the weird thing is like those motherfuckers have to have a bank account. Really? Well, to to get a paycheck. I mean, unless they're constantly going to cash, you know, a, cash a check cashing place. Well, even or even if you go to the bank, it's drawn on, and you just get it cashed. You don't have to. Yeah. But just think about that for a minute. Like, be with somebody going to a bank, be like, "Uh, yeah, I need my money, please." Like, it's just such a weird concept. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's any of the. I mean, you know, like there's a bunch of shows like I. There's shows where, like, we watch some, or even movies. Like, we've talked about movies that take place over days upon days upon days, and you've never seen any of the characters eat anything or take a shit. Like, I mean, yeah. like, but you presume that stuff's happening. You know, same but idea. I, I for sure believe Beavis and Butthead shit all the time and eat all the time because we have seen them do that. But for them to, like, go run errands is just weird to me because no, they're I such agree. dipshit yeah. slackers. And to I the would point argue, that they're not even they're so dumb they don't even know that they're slackers. I would argue at this point in life though, like if they were to, if they were to relaunch it again because they did relaunch it, well, I guess ten years ago, no, twelve years ago. It's been a no, been a minute. They're coming back. Oh, are they again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing they're doing another fucking revival. The last time they did it, they started watching what was currently on MTV. So it was like Jersey Shore and Team Mom and all that stuff. And it yeah. just was. I mean, they were shredding it, and it was fun to listen to them shred it. But it wasn't as entertaining as when they were doing music videos. So I don't know how they're going to do it this time. But the one the one thing I thought was kind of funny is they sh- they were talking shit about Twilight, and yeah. but yeah. they were like making up. A- jokes about like werewolves like what beavis thought he was a werewolf or something i don't i it, it didn't grab me the same way so it's not as memorable to me but my it, point is that at this to your what you were saying i think they would have phones and like order uber eats and shit to get food like i can i can see a, a bit where he's like i want some nachos i'm gonna order some nachos you want some nachos buddy i'm gonna order some nachos you know yeah i'm gonna like order it off of boober yeah, and they would do that. They would call it Boober or something like that. Yeah, I mean, Dude, Joe, Joe and I are were are huge fans of Beavis and to the point where we, we even talked about if we got like friend tattoos, like matching tattoos. One of he you would get, yeah. He would get. We we would we have this idea of like getting Beavis and Butthead. Of like, I would have Butthead. He would have Beavis, and mine would be on my left shoulder blade, and his character would be on his right shoulder blade, and so we stand. Back would, to back or next to each them. other. Yeah. Yeah. And we never got it done, even though it's totally something that he and I would do because we both have tattoos. Wait, who would you be? I'd be by head. 
then it would need to be on your right shoulder blade. It, we, we weren't really, th- I mean, I have already a tattoo on my right shoulder blade, which is why it wouldn't work. No, but I'm saying to actually line it up the way that it should line up. Because if you're talking about the, 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 the logo intro, yes. Beavis is always on Butthead's right hand side when they're standing, when they're not walking or mm. moving anywhere, just standing still. Beavis is always on Butthead's right side. Butthead is always to the left. And that's, and that was a thing. That was like a thing from Mike Judge. I don't know why, because Beavis is always on a profile. You, you very mm-hmm. rarely see Beavis straight on. Mm-hmm. He's usually on a left or right profile, but when the two of them are on screen together just standing, typically speaking, Beavis is always to the right of Butthead. So if you were looking if I was standing behind you and, and Joe to look at it, it would have it would have to be Beavis on his left shoulder blade mm-hmm. and Butthead on your right to get them side by side. We could also do like the backs of our calves, that would work. That would That'd work be painful too. as all hell, but it would work. Yeah, but I but yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's never happened, but like, you know, it's, it's something that he and I've talked about doing. Um, I mean, to the point where he and I have gone shopping together and like, (laughs) like we, we passed by like a spice rack section and like, there's a spice called dillweed. Yep. And (laughs) Joe was just like dillweed. (laughs) Dillweed. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Um, my buddy bones, a guy I wanted to see this with the first time when I came to the opening weekend, he, he and I would constantly talk to each other as Beavis and Butthead because he did a he did a halfway decent but yours is better but he did a halfway decent butthead mm-hmm. and I I mean like I'm no impressionist in a, on the grand scale of things but I I do a handful halfway decent and I think my Beavis is one of my halfway decent ones yeah you, you know? could perfect it if you tighten it up your throat if you lightened back up in, your voice well, back in the day when I did it because I did it more frequently I bet you it was better but I don't do it as frequently as I used to so that's probably why it's sure. not as good as it used to be but but we used to do it all the time you know so yeah. I uh yeah it, it, the movie the movie as a whole though man it, it was really a lot more entertaining I, I love you know I, I struggle with because, and I was never a King of the Hill fan either I wasn't I, either. Uh, but the the old guy who is also on episodes of Beavis and Butthead, like he's not just in yeah, the movie. Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, I thank you. I blanked on his name. But um, the voice is no different for, uh, <clears throat> or it might be slight. I mean, if it is, it's slightly, but it's, it's very, it's, they're both based on his dad. Right. On my but judge's it, dad. As far as I would say, it's basically the same from a character perspective. I mean, yeah. I, I guess you could make the argument if you really wanted to do a continuity thing that the King of the Hill is a prequel to Beavis it, and Butthead, and that's where he ends up retiring. Like, well, the na- would... the names are different as I, well. I I know, but I'm just going. Uh, on. But I, I would go as far as say it's a relative. I I would say it's a relative that's, of him. Yeah, okay, uh, like an uncle um, nephew kind of thing or something. You know, something like yeah. that. But they also they they were they were actually thinking like we have to differentiate. Uh, Anderson from Hank Hill to the point where at one point Anderson talks about, he makes a propane reference. He's like, Oh, yes. you got propane. And, yeah. And they were like, Oh no, let's change it to butane. Oh, that's, really? that, okay. that's, yeah, that's the weird intricacies that they did 
to differentiate and all the all the fucking fans are like we don't give a shit yeah like, nobody, nobody gave a shit yeah um, um I, the last thing i want to say before you move on because i don't have much more unless you bring up a solid point that i didn't think of um yeah. is um how incredibly funny robert stack was in this thing he apparently did no promotional shit for this because he was embarrassed that he was in it. I, and then he actually yeah. watched it a couple times and it grew on. It was like, all right, I really like the fact that I'm in this. Okay. Well, that's good to hear because I mean, I've heard Robert, I mean, I've watched a bunch of unsolved mysteries, which would, I think he's probably the most known for is hosting oh, yeah. that show. But he also did a voice in a transformers movie, not the live action ones, but the, the animated one from 80, seven or eight eighty eight, I think, whatever it is. He's mm-hmm. um Ultra Magnus, he's the voice of. Um and and you know, but this this I feel like we've seen this character before. Not not on Beavis and Butthead, but like just that he's obsessed with the body cavity searches. I feel like there's another movie we've seen that we've talked about where the FBI whoever agent was obsessed with body cavity searches and like I can't think of anything. Uh, I know. At the I know the cop. Head. The cop in Wayne's World is too, to some degree. But yeah, my one of my favorite reactions is when Butthead gets his. He's like, "Did I just score?" <laughs> yeah. Also, I love the fact that like he gets the shit kicked out of him by Chelsea Clinton. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I think I remember like reading about it is that. It wasn't definite if like Clinton was gonna about to be booted or reelected or whatever. Ninety so, like, six would have been reelected if if he made but, it. Yeah, but I think as they were writing it, they didn't know. No, so based that, on that's yeah, based why. On, yeah, Go ahead. that's why Chelsea Clinton is like packing up a suitcase. But see, you know what also would which is fine. But you know what also works is they sent her to a a, a boarding school while he was president. So like it. When he does get reelected, you can use that as, oh, well, she was packing to go back to school for the semester or whatever. You know what I mean? And, so, and that's the argument is yeah. that that it, it worked out. And the fact that two of these three movies have Bill Clinton as president. Right. Well, yeah, it's just timing. So it's just timing. But also two of them also have Isaac Hayes as a voice because Isaac Hayes does. He sings the the, the song. Of Beavis yes. and Butthead, like, like in probably, 70s Starsky and Hutch shit. Which is probably my least favorite part of the movie, honestly. I have to I have to agree. Yeah. Um, it's It comes out of nowhere, but it's like, oh, okay, that's it's fine. Yeah, I mean, no, um, no, I mean, it, it doesn't ruin the movie, but it's like, what? Yeah. And, I don't know if you know this, Mike Judge, who plays Beavis and Butthead, yeah. supplies the voice of Kenny... At the very end of the of the South Park movie, where he says goodbye, you guys. Oh That's no, my I, judge. I did not know that. So because they're all friends, they're friends with each other. Oh, I would imagine. Yeah, that's why. Uh, when you say they, you mean just Trey, M- Pem- Trey, Mike, and Matt, or yeah. okay, yeah. because they, they they have a they have a friendly rapport with the Simpsons guys. With all, like Trey and Matt have a, they all they are all friendly with one another because there's been a, there's been those crossovers. Yeah. Um, the, not an official crossover, but they've referenced no, each but I mean, other. Well, no, but the Sim- the Simpsons Family Guy definitely had an official. But they Simpsons and Matt Groening and Seth MacFarlane are closer, but like Trey and Matt 
do not like the Family Guy show, and Seth MacFarlane doesn't really like them either, even though he says, I, I mean, they're fine, but they're just jerks to me. No, sure. Which, it, it goes back and forth. Like, they really, like, Trey and Matt really hate the, the cutaway gags They uh, of Family Guy, which actually, I was I like, that. whatever, man. They found yeah. their niche. Let them do their thing. Yeah, I actually like the cutaway gags. But um, yeah. uh, real, real quick, just a quick gag, because it was just recent. You know that meme of Homer, and it's from an episode, but there's that meme of Homer, like, coming through or sinking back into the bush like this mm-hmm. that um uh quagmire cleveland and joe kind of tell basically tell um uh peter to fuck off and get a new friend mm-hmm. for an episode and it's and it's um peter's backyard neighbor mm-hmm. and so peter's like i'm gonna go get my friends back and when he <laughs> when he does he, when he comes through the bush, like you see him walk into the bush from his angle, and then it kind of when he comes through, he's Homer. Mm-hmm. He steps in as Peter, but when he comes in, he comes through as Homer. It's kind of funny. I I think I've seen a clip of that. Now, that, now as you describe, it, I'm like, this sounds really funny. And, and it's recent. It's like last week or the week before. That's like it's a probably why it was like posted on like YouTube or something. Probably, probably yeah. But anyway. Um, but yeah, but I don't have much more on this film. I mean, the sad part is, is it, I, I almost made this one. I really did. Like, I, I went back and forth about making this one over Simpsons for me. Um, it, like you were saying earlier about them all being kind of close. These two would be interchangeable for me, I think, depending on my mood, you know? So I think, I think before I saw the South Park movie, it would have been the, Beavis and Butthead movie. Simpsons would have still been number three for me. Sure. Um, but now I guess we can talk about the South Park movie. But like South Park movie was like the first. It, it, it predates Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Like mom took me to see that. I've told that story a million times. Everyone knows it. Before that was a thing, it was the South Park movie. And it was Joel and his buddy. And they took me in. And. They were old enough to buy their own tickets, and I would have been legally allowed to go in at the age that I was with an adult. Right. But Joel still had me get low underneath the fucking uh, box office ticket booth so that they didn't see me, Mm. which means everybody in line behind me just saw me just like duck and hide while Joel was buying tickets, which – and I remember – that movie made me laugh so fucking hard that I was afraid I was going to piss my pants. Like, so fucking hard to the point where Joel's friend got up to go to the bathroom. And I remember giving him so much shit for, like, stuff that he missed. I was like, it was the funniest thing, blah, 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 blah. Which is, which is one of my biggest arguments about going to the movies, period. Mm-hmm. Is not even for this kind of film, just period. Is yeah. I was having this discussion yesterday. I mm-hmm. hate going to, it's one of the things I hate about going to movies because if I do, that's why I never eat anything. Like I see people coming to theaters with sodas that are the size of like, you know, buckets and popcorn and things. That <sighs> so you could, stupid. You know, and, and then they end up having to go to the bathroom at some point. Like I eat and drink nothing pregame during ever. Like yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm the same. The exception being like, if it's late, I'll have a cup of coffee, you yeah, know, I because I don't, I've do also that. fallen asleep in movies and I hate that about myself. Too. Oh, like, I, I, I fell, would, 
Yeah, I would hate that that too. But I I never been to a movie theater that's been that comfortable where I could fall asleep. So I guess that's just like I've never I've never been to one of those AMC's with the reclining, uh, like the the recliner chairs. Like I've I the closest I've come is I've been to the um the not yeah the lows that ha- you can put your feet up, but the thing doesn't recline back, so you're still sitting sure. straight. But yeah, yeah. I I fell asleep to the second viewing of Rogue One because I'd already seen it. Right. And I, at the time, especially, I was really kind of like, it's fine. It's Star Wars, but it's kind of boring, in my opinion. And I remember falling asleep and waking up to the Vader scene. I'm like, all right, now I'm interested. Yeah, um, you woke up at the, the good part. <laughs> right. And, and, I, and the irony is Michael gave me so much shit for falling asleep. I'm like, one, I've already seen it. Two, I, it's not that amazing in my book at this point. And... Now, ever since then, almost every time Michael and I go see a movie together, he drifts off and like snores and falls asleep. And it's and it's not because he's not interested; it's because he, he's so fucking overworked. I was gonna say he works a fuck ton. Yeah, he but... works a fuck ton. And there's been times where I'm like, dude, like movies, like all right, we're gonna do it, and he just like you just. Um, falls asleep. I will also give you props for the second Rogue One reference in the last three episodes. So that's pretty pretty good. Okay, uh, I don't remember what the fucking first one was. We were talking about, when we did Triple X, we were talking about uh, the guy who plays uh, Chimwet Iroway, uh, or whatever. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're you're right. So, um, uh, well, that's, that's me. I'm, I'm, I'm the rogue one. <laughs> yes, you are, because you like this movie. Um, King, all right. <laughs> I'm very curious. I I know you don't like South Park. Yeah, that I but... think I think that's a lot of where this comes from is that I was never a big South Park fan. Mm-hmm. I've I've watched a handful of episodes over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, I I remember, the, and it's and it's not to say I've never liked anything I've ever. I've never. There's I cannot sit here and tell you that I've every time I've watched it, I've been like, oh my god, this is the worst shit I've ever seen. Every time, right? Right. Like there's a very distinct Halloween episode I remember where corn makes in a is is in the entire episode and then the whole thing is basically a scooby-doo spoof yeah that i remembered enjoying and i would think if i watched it again would still enjoy you know i just i just watched that like two weeks ago i've been yeah. i've been watching all the south park uh episodes which indirectly is probably the reason why we're doing this topic today is because i've been i was watching a lot of simpsons and a lot of south park That's in the last I, six months i know but we also needed something to go light-hearted coming off eight weeks of spy films so and, that's- and that's why it's like all these fucking spy movies. I'm like, I just need to watch Simpsons and South Park. Like, I just don't want to fucking think about anything. Yeah, no, I get it. It's fine. Um, it's yeah, also I mean, really fascinating to go back to the well, like restart yeah, a show. It, that's yeah. like, like, and, and to be surprised based on the jokes that like, oh my God, this is so fucking ahead of its time. Or this is relevant even today. Like the, sh- the, the show South Park still talks about shit way back in the late 90s. I'm like, this is what we're still talking about nowadays. Like, Yeah, fucking... but there, there's a lot of jokes in that movie I don't think you can still get away with. Like, I mean, there's I some, think, there's I some think rough shit in that movie, man. There's some rough shit. I think you can based on the fact that it is South Park. I mean, like, South well, because the guys don't care. They, no, and that's that's true. I can't disagree with that. They And, and for whatever reason... Unlike other shows, and I don't quite get it, they seem to be untouchable in that they very rarely get criticism. Mm, that's not that's not entirely true. I they said got, rarely. I didn't say never. Well, the 
Tom Cruise, like, hates them. Okay, but I'm talking, like, groups of people, like, you know what I mean? Like uh, Muslims. They, they, there's one episode you really have a hard time finding. It's, they, they did a whole thing of Muhammad, which yeah, is really, I, the, the really backwards ass thing is they did an episode earlier in the, in the show where it does feature Muhammad. But yes. then, like, they made an announcement, like, we're going to do Muhammad again, and everyone flipped the fuck out. They got death threats. Like, Comedy Central was like, well, you guys can't do this. Like, we okay, will, like, but that's that's a rarity for this show. I mean, sure. like, very rare do they, you know. But they, I think it's, it's kind of like the Don Rickles effect, like, where it's almost like a badge of honor to be made fun of by that group or that person. Because, like, Don Rickles was known for fucking making fun of you and you people would go to his shows with the hopes that he would single them out and talk shit right and i mean to go into it like i think alec baldwin which is now a a very interesting topic of conversation but alec baldwin basically told them when they were making team america he's like i would be offended if you guys didn't make fun of me Right, and I mean, I mean, uh, in this movie, they they bombed the Baldwin compound at one point, you and know? all of them were vo- voiced by Dave Foley. By the way, oh nice! All the Baldwins were voiced by Dave. <laughs> so fucking because it doesn't sound like Dave Foley. Um, did you catch George Clooney's little fucking cameo? Yes. Yeah, the doctor. Yeah. Yeah, and Eric Idle isn't it? Yep, he's the professor. Who puts the V chip in Cartman's head. And I think there was like, there was someone who played Conan O'Brien, but I can't remember who played him. Oh, it's uh, uh, Brent Spiner. Brent Sp- yeah, yeah, it's yeah, that's Dana. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually know Brent Spiner from before. Uh, Enterprise? Before, before Generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on Night Court. He played, he played, he basically played Cletus the Slackjaw, the Yokel, but on Night Court instead of like Simpsons. It was basically right. that character. Um, in, in New York, of course, cause that's where the show takes place. But, um, okay. It... So I'm, I'm very, I mean, you, you basically touched on the fact that like you didn't really watch a lot of South Park, which is why you're just not a fan of this, there's also... but it sounds like you really fucking hated this movie. I, I, well, before we get there, there's one other like cameo that would surprise some people and maybe even you too. And he's not a big character in terms of like who the character is. It's, oh, I know, I know what you're about to say. What? Go ahead, say it. If you're, I want to see if you're right. It's Minnie Driver. No, but that's. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, Minnie Driver plays uh, Brooke Shields. Yep. Which is yep. weird, but who? Who? Stuart Copeland. Who's Stuart Copeland? The drummer from the Police. As who? He's one of the American soldiers. He's just American soldier number one. But he, he, I guess I, I'm guessing he's a fan. He's a and fan. The, yeah, yeah, it's gotta so, be. Yeah, but That's yeah, so he, weird. Stuart Copeland, the drummer for the Police, who's who, who is, and also a composer in his own right. So he has no need to do this. This is not like a money thing. This was just I want to be a part of this. I'm sure of it. But yeah. Speaking of composers, I met the. The collaborative composer of the guy of of this movie, I'm Mark Shaman. But it wasn't like I was like, oh, Mark Shaman's in town. I'm gonna fucking like hit him up. He was uh, he was providing piano music interludes for that one man Martin Short show that I told you about. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So he was the dude who was doing the music like throughout Wait. the thing on stage. 
And I met him and I, you know, I got his autograph, shook his hand. And then I realized who the fuck he was later. I just thought he was like, Hey man, you, you, you played the shit out of that piano. That was awesome. And I was like, yeah. Oh my God. And they, that he's the, he's, they even animated his character. He's the guy playing the piano with big gay Al. Okay. And that's one of the jokes I'm talking about now. Like, I don't think you can do big gay Al. Sure you can. I don't think so. I also I, don't think I, you can do the devil's whole musical number about wanting to be back on Earth. Like that whole number, I think is. I I mean, I I mean, look, it didn't offend me because I'm not. I mean, not, and even I'm back not, then, I wasn't like I didn't have a God, huh? I wouldn't expect it for it back then, but 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 there are certain things that I have that sympathetic viewpoint of like sure. if there's a trans joke or a um a completely homophobic joke or 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 a anti-woman joke that's just like oh god that's just too grating i have that i have that viewpoint where i'm like eh, that's sure. that's that's not okay mainly because i've grown and also because i know people who like you know would get offended by that i'm like Ugh. i have friends that do like they don't care. They like that really offensive shit. And they, they don't publicly say it out loud. They're not like, you know, really being transphobic or, or, or right. any of that shit. But privately there's, you know, I've gotten, you know, messages and I basically just say, I, you know, okay. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not in the mood to fucking get into an argument with them about it. But there has been t- a couple of times where I'm like, can you explain to me why that's funny? Yeah. But no, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's a whole other conversation. Um, Getting back to the question you asked earlier, I don't get Matt and Trey's sense of humor, typically speaking. To okay. me, something like basketball is an outlier because I do enjoy that. And even then, there's parts of that that I'm like, eh. I, I do enjoy it enough to watch it, but, you know, and, and one to watch more consistently than anything else. But I, I think I just don't get their sense of humor. And as much as I do want to see Book of Mormon, because I've said that to you on multiple occasions, I think sometimes on here and sometimes just in our private conversations. But yesterday it's on it's on audio. We said yeah, that yesterday. Yeah. I I I, I wanna see it, but I do want to also see it I have a a like I, I, I definitely go into it with the concern that I may absolutely hate it. Like, I, I, I'm not going in expecting to hate it. I go into it thinking that there's a high chance that I'm going to dislike it because I tip, cause I didn't like Team America. Okay. I didn't, you know. Uh, basketball is an okay. Like, if I'm ranking that, it's like a four. Like, I'm not saying it's fantastic. You know, It's not I mean? your favorite Zucker film. I don't even know what that means. The, guy, the guys who did, like, Airplane, like Zucker and Abrams, okay. they did. They did basketball. That's why it's very much a, it's like airplane, but even like, the, it's like the modern edition of it. That might be why I actually like it. Cause I like the airplane films. And that's so what it, I was, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, typically I just don't like Matt and Trey's sense of humor. You know, well, let me, let me ask you this because I, I feel like I can like figure out an equation here. Uh Oh, <laughs> apart from, uh, clearly, Brian Boitano, the that song. I didn't like uh, most of the songs, but that's you didn't like you didn't like any of the songs. Okay, I didn't say I did. no. I, I I think the problem with the way they do their songs, right? Boitano's included. You know, uh, I picked on that just because it it lined up with the joke from earlier. But it mm. is they overdo it. 
in my opinion. Like, I don't know. To me, it feels too much. In the movie know? or just in the show in, in general? Well, I don't watch enough of the show to be able to, to say. So, I, I mean, and the few times I have watched it, I, I don't remember enough to. They do a, they do a lot of musical singing interludes throughout the show as well, I, and I I don't doubt that. It seems like that's I mean it may, I I can say safely that it makes sense to me that they made a musical in Book of Mormon because you know, and it would not stun me at some point if you know similarly Seth MacFarlane wrote a pure fucking musical at some point you know right well. Trey Parker, see, at what behind the scenes? At one point, I I did pitch the idea of us doing the three live action Trey Parker and Matt Stone movies that they act in, which right. would be uh, basketball, orgasmo. orgasmo, yeah, and then their student film they did at Colorado State, uh, Cannibal the Musical, which was alternately known as Alfred Packer the Musical, and. It, it sure sounds like you would never want to do that. I, I, I don't, but I mean, you know, like, like you also didn't really want to do uh, Fast and the Furious. And, uh, yeah, but I feel like I've kind of, like, put in my chips on getting, like, a certain fucking project allowed. I, well, first and foremost, and I want to stress this to the audience, but also to you, but I think you know this more than the audience would or, or could. There's not a you owe me, I owe you kind of thing on this show. That's not how we really operate. We joke about it, but I don't think it actually operates that way. Like, I don't view it that way. Like, I don't feel like I owe you or you owe me ever. You know what I mean? Like, we joke about it, but I don't... There have been compromises, though, where it's like, okay, if we do this, then we get to do that. Is that fair? And you'll be like, all right, we'll do it that way. Right, but that's a compromise. That's not an right. owing. There's a difference between owing somebody something as much as saying, oh, "Listen, can I? Can we do this?" And I'll, I'll, I'll do this. You know, that's yeah, that's partnership. That's not owing somebody. There's sure. a huge, there's a huge difference there, in my opinion. So I, I, I agree. Um, but you know, so to say we'll never do them, well, is I, I can't say that because who knows, we might sometime. But it's is it high on my list of things I want to do? No, what? No. Of course not. But um, you but know what, what? What draws me into the idea of doing it is basketball. Like at least I'll have that one within that you know the three that I know I enjoy and I can sit down and watch. You know what I mean? Sure. So, but my the reason of this because we're still talking about like the music yeah. is Trey is was definitely a huge like not Broadway but musical fan. I mean, sure. I guess Broadway too, but he loves musicals. And ninety nine percent of of if they play a song, it's Trey Parker wrote the music and did the lyrics. He might have help, but it's prominently him. And even when you're not even aware that it's like like him doing it. Like in in basketball, there's a portion where Trey Parker is like j- is driving back and and the, he's playing the radio and the song is like saying lyrics that are very specific and it's pumping him up and he's you know he's drumming to the beat on the steering wheel. That's Trey Parker singing, right? In and and they have their own van, band called DVDA, which is did you ever see Orgasmo? No, I've seen clips, but not the whole thing now. DVDA stands for double vag, double anal. Okay. But like there's, they've done songs like 
called Now You're a Man that's played during the intro credits of Orgasmo, mm. which I still and and you can you can pick Trey Parker's voice out of like any lineup unless he's like he's modulated his voice it's to Trey sound like carbon. Trey's the blonde. Yeah, then yeah, I agree with you. I had to think about who is who because I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but he <laughs> there were people that thought that it was him singing when Kenny goes to hell. Okay. It's very it's 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 obvious James Hadfield from Metallica. Yeah. But I've heard Trey Parker basically do a almost spot on Hetfield singing impression. Well, I mean, look, I, I love James. I love Hetfield. You know, I love the Metallica, but Hetfield is not exactly known for his vocal range, you know? So, like, because I, I mean, I've heard the point is that, like, it does not stun me because I've heard Brewer do a spot on James as well. You know what I mean? Like there, it's not hard to hit James's vocal range is what I'm getting at. You know? Yeah. But like, but for, for the, yeah, <laughs> but for the, the majority of the time, I think when the movie came out, when South Park came out, it, it he, I don't think Hetfield was credited for. I, don't, I still don't think he good. is actually. But, I mean, every, and now every, it's just common knowledge. Everybody knows. Right, right. Right. But the assumption is that, because Trey does all the vocals and singing apart from Matt Stone occasionally, it's everyone thought it was Trey Parker doing a fucking Metallica type song. Um, the only thing that he doesn't do is he doesn't hit that high ass note as Satan. Right. That's that's he just can't do that. Sure. Some people can't um, do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm kind of disappointed, man, because like I thought, sorry. I, I, no, no, it's fine. I was just, I, I was for sure thinking that like you could at least be like, well, the lyrics are funny, or, or, or like, because at least the, no, the, no, the, right, the music so is structured. Let's, let's let's back it up a second because I, uh, yes, okay, and I mean that sincerely, right? Like, um, the irony is that as much as I, you, you know, I we talked about the Boitano song, but I. I can tell you that when my my buddy and I saw it the first time, different friend than I saw Beavis and Butthead with, um, he he had bought he had bought the DVD. So first time I saw it was into his house. He we were just hanging out watching. We watched this and Mystery Alaska back to back. No joke. Okay. Um, yeah, I know. Very very different movies. <laughs> I mean, they're both like you know towns with a lot of snow, but that's really it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we, we watched it and like, yeah, so the Brilliant Boy Tano song, we, we would randomly break into that cause it's, it's catchy. It is catchy. Like, you know what I mean? And then, can I, yeah. Can I tell you one thing about that though? Sure. They, they made that joke in early episodes of South Park. It wasn't a music. It wasn't a song. It was like, what would Brian Boy Tano do? I don't know. What would Brian Boy Tano do? And then like, it just kind of trails off and then right. like, there's a beat and, so Brian Boitano had shirts made with that phrase. What would Brian Boitano do? I think I knew that. Yeah. But they, Trey and Matt had to get his permission to put it into a song for this movie. Oh, wow. And he was absolutely all for it. He's like, you guys fucking help my ass out. I'm happy to fucking <laughs> like do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Not a problem. Yeah. Well, and so, yeah, like my point is that, it, you know, and then also, um, Obviously, the Kyle's mom is the biggest bitch. Like we, that one we sang all the time. You know, like I still, I still fucking love that. I I love all the songs. I mean, but then also, like I, you know, 
Um, I have, I have, you know, I had a dog back then. Her name was Missy. And mm-hmm. a bigger, bigger dog than I have now. I mean, she wasn't huge. It wasn't like a shepherd, but it was bigger than Feetus, you know. And even now with Feetus, if if she tries to get my food, even if I'm not eating a pot pie, I'll be like, Feetus, get away from my pot pie, you know. Like I'll, I'll, I, you know. So there are aspects of South Park that I do enjoy. You know yeah, what I mean? Isn't that <laughs> right? Exactly. So it's not to, to 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 say that I just outright hate it is not accurate. But so I think it's fair to say that like you, like everybody else, can't help but reference South Park because it's not just part of pop culture vernacular. So like, it, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're a fan either. Exactly. That's 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 a safe thing. And the things that okay. I do reference, I don't hate. Like I don't I don't say it and go, oh fuck that South Park. Like I don't. It's not like that. You know what I mean? Do you but, even do you have a character that you're like, all right, well he's pretty funny. I always liked the whole concept of killing Kenny every episode. I that always like the mm-hmm. just finding different ways to kill Kenny. But um, do you know? Do you want to know the inspiration for that is? I I used to know it, but I don't anymore. They had a friend, like who like would all who was poor as shit and would always fucking just like disappear. They're just like, mm-hmm. where the fuck is so and so? Is he dead? Like, and then he would just be like coming out of nowhere. It's like, oh, dude, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> and he had a jacket that, like, they could barely understand him. That is that that it does purposely look like a vagina, right? That is on purpose. No, I mean, I don't think it's intended for it. To, it, it I think it's just an ad bonus based on the fact that he is seriously like obsessed with boobies and pussy. But like, no, it's. Okay. It, it, it was, you know, it's just like that dude just had a fucking coat that just muffled his face. No, no, but I mean, when you look at the way it's, it's, I can't even no. say drawn because I don't think it's drawn at this point. It was, at first, it was okay. Which brings um, me to the, I was going to tell you the origin of South Park. Oh yeah, it was, it was someone hired Trey and Matt to. He's like, guys, I want like a like a Christmas card to email to friends. This mm. this is like this was like a it was essentially the South Park it, like pilot without even being the pilot was like one of the first viral videos because it was sent among like studio heads and they did it just to, because it was sound like a fun idea sure. and it was this thing called the Spirit of Christmas where it's very badly you know stop motion animation like like real real I, I think I've seen. I think I've seen part of it. Well, South Park did its own in j- inside joke where they made the spirit of Christmas. So like the boys make their own Christmas card thing during the holidays. And it's essentially you're watching the spirit of Christmas on an episode of South Park. So, but it's like Jesus and Santa are beating the shit out of each other, arguing about what is more relevant of Christmas. And the, the, the answer is, presence the true meaning of christmas is presence so but they they passed they they emailed it and like it got sent around and then it became like uploaded on vhs which became super a bunch of fucking like vhs copies it was like the fucking it was like the pam and tommy fucking sex video just with cartoons okay and to the to the point where like trey and trey and matt had no fucking clue that this thing was like being passed around all over the industry. And these guys are like on the verge of homelessness. Like they were so famous. They had no fucking clue. And then they had to like actually make claim because other people were claiming that it, they did it. Oh. So that's when Trey and I were like, what the fuck? No, like we, that's us. Right. 
Like, they didn't even put their names on it. That's how, they thought it was such an insignificant fucking thing. They were like, well, whatever. And then, well, like, and, yeah. And to, you would ask me my favorite character. I don't think I actually got to a- answer that. No, 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 you didn't. I interrupted it, you. No, it's fine. I'm not complaining. But but I think I, I think I have to say Cartman, at this, and which is at the same time is probably the one that, some, that annoys me the most sometimes. But... Like the answer is you love to hate Cartman, basically. I don't know about that, but because I mean, because I, I I quote him, like I said, I did the the, the right. you know uh, or the screw you guys, I'm going home. Like I've done that a bunch of times in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's also times where I'm like, oh, shut the fuck up, please shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? So part of my vernacular is instead of saying here, I say nya. Okay. Like I'm gonna go with nya. Because he does like you can go like yeah, now go like yeah, like he does that. So I, I I've done yeah from time to time. But but at the same time, like go, referring back to basketball for a minute, like you know when they do the psych outs mm-hmm. in basketball, like when the one time when Trey does Cartman as a psych out is one of my favorite psych outs in the entire movie. It makes me laugh every time, you know. I get the fuck that. <laughs> yeah, but he also, he also he, like, he, he throws his arms out to make it look like he's some big fat kid, you know, like it's, which, yeah. Which is, I think, how he did it, but now he says he can't do that voice the way it is. So he, he you know, he kind of just does the Cartman inflection that they, they digitally alter the voice to sound like Cartman. Now. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, he can't do it anymore. Is there a reason in particular, or it's just hard? It's just hard to like over years of of like like just Hamill said it. he yeah like he can't do the Joker as well as he as I mean he could do the Joker but he can't go to a studio and be like oh, like for hours on end it's the same thing because Cartman is very like ah, seriously like yeah. that that like all screaming yeah. yeah which is why after like season four on he's like he's more mellow. He's like I hate you kidding like he's really like. Ah, like given Stan a bunch of shit, he's talking normally instead of screeching, you know, for right, right, minutes. right, yeah. So I, I, I mean, so I, I, you know, I, I, I know I put the huge pause at, at when we were ranking this, but that was half for comedic effect. It's definitely third, but you know, right, you know, um, it, and it, there is a gap for me, but I don't know if it's, <laughs> if it's that that big. But, I think know. I think your your explanation of like I would never buy a South Park to own is really just like that's a fair thing. Like there we've done movies where I'm like, yeah, I would own some. Like all right, great example, Fast and the Furious. I would buy some of them, sure. But it and but there are plenty of them I would not buy. But it would also fuck with me. I'm like oh god, I'm such a completionist. Like I really just need to get rid of the ones I have and never own them, or I have to own them all oh, and just be really yeah, yeah, pissed yeah. off yeah, that I, I own all it. Because people are gonna be like, oh, you got Fast and the Furious, you like them? I'm like, no. Yeah, <laughs> I just I had one. I had to get all fucking ten of them. God damn it! Right. Um. I I I want to talk. I want to do a little bit of uh, tech talk. I guess for lack of a better phrase, or or tech or, talk. Yeah. Or or okay. like legal speak because you understand this stuff a little more than I do. At, at least of the two of us, you're you're more knowledgeable, right? You watch. Because, I'm gonna get it all wrong, but go ahead. Probably we're probably both gonna be <laughs> wrong, so it's all right. Um, no, but I know there's like rules, especially with the Directors Guild, about like having two directors listed. Like at least there used to be. Like because I know that's what Rob, like Robert Rodriguez, I think, had a thing. Like he got kicked out of the Directors Guild because he left. He, he he purposely left. Right, but 
But yeah. they were giving him shit because he was sharing like directed credit or something, and that's why mm-hmm. he left. Like it was that kind of thing, right? right? Am I am I right about that? I I think that's accurate. Yeah. Okay. Uh, at least it, it's close enough to make my next point, right? And that yep. is because I noticed when I was watching the credits, I was, it's a Trey Parker film. Yeah. And like it made me kind of wonder because everything I've seen always kind of makes it seem like it's Matt and Trey or 50 50. So it's not like that. No. Uh, Trey, Matt, Matt has been asked so many times, why don't you ever direct or why are you not? labeled as co-director and Matt said because Trey's a better director than me but it's and, not even okay well that's no but I'm saying their partnership not necessarily direct but like are they are they equal partners and does did and my next question was going to be do you think it bothers Matt that because of this thing that did Trey only gets the directing credit on it no uh, I, I I think I think their their I think their relationship is 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 confident with each other uh they definitely both write episodes together like everything else is like 50 50 50 right but trey usually will get the credit especially if he's the one ty- like i think they're really kind of labeling down like who, who does the most work should get the fucking thing but like matt is like secure in his own thing of like well i know i help i, I fucking help create this show and i do just i you know trey does half the voices i do the other half the voices. right right i mean like i'm not i'm not saying he doesn't i in my opinion i think he's getting short shaft honestly like that's why no, i was he, asking you know he, I think also there are certain things where like, it, it could be just like, you really can't have co-directors with like an exception of like the Blake brothers, the Russo brothers, the Cohen brothers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, that, that's another great example is that the Cohen brothers, people prominently like praise Joel Cohen as like the driving directing force of the Cohen brothers. But Ethan Cohen definitely gets his. He right. definitely gets like, you know, and the, and the fact that they're so synonymous with the way that they want their project done. Sure. Uh, Trey and Matt are really no different. I, I guess, I guess the argument I would make, I, I know what you're saying. So I'm not arguing against your point as much as just saying why I would be more concerned with the Trey and Matt scenario. If I didn't know what you're already sharing with us, is that with brothers like the Coens, the Russos, the Wachowskis when they were brothers, now sisters, you know. Yeah. Um, I feel like that family bond makes that better. Like, it, it's not as much of a contentious thing as opposed to when you have two people that are business partners. Like, because Matt and Trey aren't family. They're not related. No. They're two people that no. know each other. And they're probably best friends at this point. And that's great. I'm happy for that. But, you know, you know. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I'm not going to, you know, who cares? If, right. You know, you know. Well, they've 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 been asked like you guys ever fight like oh yeah all the time but we purposely like we get away from each other like we no, work no, together. No, all friendships we, need to space. Yeah, yeah, of course. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would say this much. I think if if Matt went to Trey and said I have an idea, blah blah blah, Trey's not gonna be like, well, it's my fucking show. Go fuck yourself. You know, no, it's he, never gonna be that. Right. I think Matt would. Matt knows his battles. Like if he went up to Trey and said, hey man, um. I think we should omit this orchestral song that you wrote and like composed and did all the lyrics for Trey would be like, look, I'll, I'll listen to your opinion, but like out of the two of us, you know, come on, man, I know what I'm writing here. Right. Um, 
I think, yeah, I, I think they, I think they know each other and I would go as far as to say that Matt has just as much creative input on certain things, but I also think deep down he doesn't want to be a director because he doesn't want the responsibility. Like he, he, he doesn't want to fucking like, he still has to do the work. Like he's still next to Trey Parker fucking figuring shit out. Like they flat out said that they will never do another puppet movie. Like team America almost killed them. Everyone's clamoring for it too. That's interesting. Like I, I've heard people begging for a sequel. I know they're not going to get it, but I'm just They'll saying. They'll never know. do it. They they flat out said like he's like I have such little recollection. Matt Stone especially said it was the single worst filmmaking creative experience I've ever had in my life. He said I was we were working like 18 hour days. It's hard to fucking work with puppets. Like you know you, when you're trying to make it look real and look good. Yeah. You might get lucky, but it really, and if you're trying to make a joke, like, oh, it's a puppet walking and it looks stupid, then you can skirt around that. But he's like, I was overly caffeinated and I had to take sleeping pills to sleep and it was just impossible. And he said, I couldn't, I was like, I'll never, ever, ever fucking do that in the history of my life ever do that again. Sorry. Trey Parker also is like, so instead they're like, well, yeah, let's make a musical. That makes more sense. So... Like, a yeah. I mean, from what I hear, the whole point to this long convoluted thing, which thankfully is still about Trey and Matt and South Park, so it's not like no, we absolutely. No, so no, fucking far. No, no, not at all. Is that, like, every movie has some has something musical in all their films. Basketball, Cannibal, yeah. can, I mean, the title is Cannibal the Musical, for Christ's sake. Um, I think the likelihood that if you like their songs and some of their music and the tongue in cheek lyrics, you probably would like book of Mormon. I would love to see it because based on, on, I like that humor. And also they make fun of Mormonism in every single one of their fucking things. I also, I also think the satire on religion, cause you know, where I'm not full on atheist, like you are, I am very issues against religion. So that mm -hmm. alone, I, I, that alone makes me want to see it. And, yeah. it, and it may not be my favorite thing that they've ever done. I might see and be like, oh my God, I, I still don't like South Park. I still don't like these, but I fucking love that. I mean, that's, that's very possible. Like, you well, know. And I think so that's something that you and Steph would share because Steph, I, just because I wanted to watch it and it's been years since I've seen it. And on the, in the back of my head, maybe thinking, maybe I can give it CJ to fucking do a Trey and Matt deep dive. I showed her cannibal, the musical, mm -hmm. and it's, it's a low budget student film they made in Colorado. It was how they met. Right. And they were like, we have, we have a, we, it's basically like, we just have to make a, a, short, a student film. It's so well done for the fact they had like no budget. Sure. It honestly is like their clerks, but the difference is, it has like, it has a better fucking like production value than clerks. They're, they both, both movies are dirt. were made with no fucking money, but like it, it's it, <laughs> Trey Parker made a full fledged musical from start to finish. There's at least six or seven songs in this movie. Sure. He didn't, he didn't have to do that for a fucking student film. No. He, he like composed shit and like sang, and he's a really good singer for a dude who just like went to, you know, wanted to become an animator. Yeah. It's yeah, really yeah. weird. I, and I, I brought all this up because it, with, unlike the other two franchises that we were talking about in films specifically, they mm -hmm. got single creators, you know, at the end of the day, Beavis and Butthead is Mike Judge. That's mm -hmm. it. You know, there mm -hmm. are people that, that he talks to and I'm sure consults with and, and gets yeah. opinions from. But at the end of the day, it's Mike Judge. 
Simpsons, at the end of the day, is Matt Groening. I know he talks to other people. I know he has people to help him, maybe more so even than Mike does. But still, at the end of the day, it's Matt Groening's baby. Whereas South Park, it's Matt and Trey. Like Mm -hmm. the way it's always been billed is that it's it's the two of them. And so Mm -hmm. when when I saw the, the the director. I was trying to figure out, is that chalked up to the way the Directors Guild has their rules, or was that chalked up to, you know, something else? And I was wondering if it, you know, and you obviously knowing more about the the show and the movies would know if there was any kind of friction from it, you know? It was just a mixture of all that. It was, yeah, it's, I mean, uh, Team America is directed by Trey Parker. The South Park movie is directed by Trey Parker. Um, I don't think Basketball, I don't think either of them did, right? That's no, else. it was a Zucker Abrams. Thing. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Cannibal was directed by Trey Parker. Weirdly enough, he bills himself as as an actor. He like It's directed by Trey Parker, composed by Trey Parker, all that shit. But he chose a pseudonym when he was playing the character of Alfred Packer. He called himself fucking like Juan Schwartz. <laughs> just, just a fucking... Because I guess there was like an inside joke of like there was another adaptation of Alfred Packer and someone who the guy who played that was named John Schwartz. So Trey Parker was like, yeah, I I did want to something I noticed while we were talking about it, too. Just going back to be somebody real quick. um, The entire movie was directed by Mike Judge, except for the Rob Zombie scene. Yeah. Which was actually directed by a guy named Chris Pranoski, as I would pronounce that. Um, Yeah. But he he's known for doing stuff of that style, so it made sense for him to 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 direct that section. And that's where you get the little MTV music video. Is you get like a straight up animated music video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some. Uh, did you know that Blame Canada was nominated for an Oscar? <laughs> yes, I saw that, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> All right. So, do you know who won? No, I didn't look that up. Phil Collins. For, for Tarzan, oh, uh, Tarzan, you'll be in my heart. Thank God. So ever since then, they every time Phil Collins is featured, they have Phil Collins being like a blowhard dipshit holding an Oscar. <sighs> oh, let me tell you about what's going on with South Park. Like he's just See, really. I think they, that's one of the things about them that I don't like is like okay, they you retaliate lost, and they retaliate unnecessarily, like. And, and I mean, I don't know about Phil specifically, but you know what I mean? Like, it's I'm going to go on a limb and say Phil didn't get up there and accept the speech and go, fuck, try main try main <laughs> Matt and Trey, <laughs> you know, I, I think I think they may have softened their stance. I mean, they, they have come forward on well, not come forward, but like they've they've let their opinions be known on things that they've written down and animated and made jokes for. They now are like, I don't, we should have done that. Like they thought it was a good idea at the time. They made, they made their statements. They made their jokes and like, yeah, that's, we don't, we don't feel that way anymore. I don't know how they feel about Phil Collins now. No, no. And I'm not, I I use that as an example. I mean, they they easily could have, you know, back that down too, for all but, I know. But but also, I would also argue if like you give enough power of creative control to a couple of like you know twenty year olds or twenty five year olds, you know, it's not like twenty five year olds are the most mature motherfuckers. So like, no, they're, that's they're... true. I mean, 
I I just you know, but but they tend to do it more than others. Do you know what I mean? Or yeah. or more or more blatantly for that matter. You know, like I I feel like Seth does it a lot too, but his are a lot more subdued. You know, like. Seth is a little less mean spirited about that's, it. Like that's yeah, that's a good way to put it. I mean, yeah. Trey and Matt, like they have. I mean, and I, I. That's the thing is, I have to admire their balls on certain levels because, like, they really like went right for the jugular with Spielberg and Lucas on mm-hmm. one episode, or actually two episodes. I think I've seen one of them. Yeah. Well, they did one where it was like Spielberg was re-releasing like the new cut of like ET and. In real life, he, like, omitted, like, the cops holding guns. He changed it to walkie-talkies. I I remember that, yeah. I don't think I've seen it, but I remember when that happened, yeah. And and the boys were like, no, you guys don't get to do this to our movies. Like, no, they're my movies. Like, no, dude, they're our movies. Yeah. And... And they were giving... They were giving George Lucas... and, And it got to the point where it was basically the plot of fanboys... Where like the okay. boys sneak on a Skywalker ranch to steal the negative, to keep of, them from, uh, to keep them from changing it. Yeah, like, and I mean, that's ballsy to go up against like Spielberg and Lucas and I, Lucas, yeah. and then they they just they completely disregard like, oh, you thought that was ballsy <laughs> when when fucking um, what was it when uh when uh Indiana Jones four came out when. Crystal Skull came out. Sure, the boy. This, the the episode starts with like the boys like saying that they they acting all traumatized. Like, dude, I, I we we just have to move on. It's like, no, dude, our friend was raped. You know, we it's hard to you know I can't let it go. And then you find out it's like they saw Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and they view that Spielberg and Lucas raped Indiana Jones based on the character that in the movie that they saw. Wow, and it got to the point where like. Kyle or Cartman or one of them is having fucking nightmares of Lucas and Spielberg actually like raping Indiana Jones, like over a fucking like, like, like boys don't cry type of shit, like nibbling the ears and like stuff like that. They don't, I mean, we're talking about, they are the anti-establishment. Like they are, they, if I had to like ever say who is the fucking punk rockers of animation, it would be Trey and Matt. Yeah, I mean, they, they definitely they definitely don't pull any punches, and they definitely swing for the fence and all that kind of thing. But like, and 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 there's part of me that admires that. No, I'm not gonna lie. But but then there's, there's still parts, a mean spirited. And there's that. also part of me that sometimes they take it too. They just take it too far. You know what I mean? And yeah, I mean there there are certain episodes where I'm like I'm glad they went that far. Like they did a whole thing about veal. No one was talking about fucking veal. Yeah, and then no, and that's something I can get behind because I'm very anti-veal myself. So yeah, you know, I, 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 I get, even though I didn't see the episode, just knowing that it exists, I can get behind the fact that it functions because I, I'm, I'm yeah. very, I've never eaten veal. I never will on purpose. You know, so. I had, I had veal one time. I didn't know what it was. Sure, and I didn't even like it. Yeah. I, I didn't even I didn't even like it. I'm like well, mother, and once I found out, I was really upset. Nancy, I, like, I oh, think I've talked about this. I think I've talked about this on the show before, but I've I've considered going vegan, like I or at least vegetarian at some point yeah. because of various things. But that's not worth getting into tonight. But right, yeah, right, right. Um, um, 
but I, I want to touch more on Blame Canada because there is there was. Oh, a I'm sorry. Good. Yeah. I'm... No, no, no. It's fine. We're all over the place, and I feel like we're almost kind of done. Anyways, oh yeah, but... I, I I agree. I think this is probably the last major point of the night. So. So I we have to at least acknowledge that uh, Mary Kay Bergman. If Trey and Matt were doing all the boys and male voices, Mary Kay Bergman up until this movie was all of the women. She was she... Sheila Broflowski. I think she's in this. That's what I'm saying. She's, oh, oh shit! Up to you said up to this, so I thought you meant up, uh, up to I... this movie. But like, she suffered from severe depression and really didn't oh, tell I anybody see. about it. Okay, I know. Where and you're so going. she she committed suicide, mm. and she and because Blame Canada was nominated, she was supposed to sing as uh, Kyle's mother the song. Mm. Now, this is when it gets really, really also sad. Her replacement at short notice was Robin Williams. Oh! Yeah. Robin Williams. And th- you, there's still footage of this. You can, you can search it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robin Williams goes on stage with a whole bunch of, like, backup singers, all dressed up as fucking, like, Canadian townies, singing Blame Canada. And then he committed suicide. Like it's really I mean, it's years later, but yeah. years later. Yeah. But like it's it's so it's the coincidence is really striking. It is, but you know what? I would also say not to not to minimalize that or dem- in any way. But like, if you're gonna get someone to fill in for her to do that, it's fucking Ryan Williams. So yeah, and and Trey and Matt, they do you know about their Oscar uh, attendance? I, I don't, I might, but I don't remember it, even if I do, so. They dressed up in the, in the previous year dresses of Gwyneth Paltrow and Jennifer Lopez. That doesn't surprise me at all. It's Trey and Matt in dresses. Yeah. I, yeah. And exactly the same dresses. Not, not the ones that they wore, but like the same designer. Right, right, like, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. And they were also on acid. <laughs> Because, because of course they were, and they said that like you know it's I've never done acid, CJ, neither, neither have I, but I've seen people on acid, and I've always been. That's one of those ones where I'm like I'm not ready for that because yeah. I'm that idiot who'd be like, oh man, I really hope I don't get a bad trip, and then give myself a bad trip. But the thing about the other drugs that I have done, which is whether it's you know marijuana or alcohol or cocaine or or mushrooms, I've done mushrooms, is that transitioning is always a big deal with the exception of like, you know, even weed and and alcohol. Like if you're in a car and you get out of the car really drunk, you, it's a whole new world. Now you got to fucking be like, all right, I got to recalibrate. I got to fucking not stumble. I got to, where are we going? You know, um, it doesn't matter what the drug is. So Matt was talking about how they, like the acid was really starting to hit them when they were in the limo. And now they have to like get out of the limo. And be surrounded, they're on the red carpet, surrounded by other celebrities, surrounded by screaming fans and paparazzi. And they said, if we do this, if we're going to drop acid in dresses at our own fucking movie, at at the Oscars, we cannot talk about the dresses. Every time someone asks us about why, so why the dress? We just have to say, it's just a magical evening. That's all they said. There's footage of them being interviewed and you see Trey tripping balls. And he is like, like you see him like kind of unfocused, like he's, his eyes are like, like not really. And he kind of like shakes his head, like trying to like, Oh God. I'm like, and then he said, the worst thing was 
being at he, he's like we're we're so not Oscar people. We don't want to go to the Oscars. Right. This is so we're he's like and then hey we're on acid and now we're at the fucking Oscars. Like we had to watch the Oscars coming down from acid. He said the only thing that was great was seeing Robin Williams sing Blank Canada. We wanted to leave immediately. Yeah. Do you know? But the footage is pretty funny. Do you know that they would be EGOTs though if they'd won that? Yeah. Isn't that weird? Because they have a Grammy yeah. for Book of Mormon, and they yeah. have Tonys for Book of Mormon. So if they had won that Oscar, and I guarantee, I haven't seen, I didn't look it up, but I guarantee you they have Emmys for South Park. They have to have at least one. Probably. I would say at least one. If you know, at least one, yeah. Um. So yeah, they they they'd be they got winners. If isn't that weird? Like, see, I like their humor, but I I even also acknowledge their they can become off a little bit bully. But I am also thinking like, hey, you know, this person deserves to get a verbal bitch slap. Like, you know, if they're like, they were one of the few that really, <laughs> they criticized Russell Crowe. Mm-hmm. Like Russell Crowe was I just, a, he was just yeah. beating the shit out of people for no fucking reason. They're like, we're going to make a whole, we're going to have a show within the South Park show of Russell Crowe fighting around the world. That's the interesting thing about South Park, just to start to wrap this thing down, is that as much as I've never been a big fan, it's always kind of been on my radar in some capacity, right? Like, without without watching it, like... Like I'm aware of the Russell Crowe episode you're talking about. I wasn't aware of the the um, Phil Collins, the him walking around with the Oscar. Like that one, I wasn't. But like the Russell Crowe, the Lucas, the Spielberg. I maybe didn't know the story on them trying to get on the ranch, but I knew that they went after them. Like they when they do this stuff, like it still sits on my radar. You know. Oh, the biggest one is Streisand. Yeah, Streisand. Like Streisand, too. They, they went after Saget a few times. Yeah, but even yeah. Saget understood. Because yeah, they were making well, fun of, it, like, they were making yeah. fun of uh, America's Funniest Home Video. Right, Saget. no, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, no, if anyone, you know, if anyone was going to get it, it's Bob Saget, so. But Streisand fucking hates him, and they hate her. Like, And they said, like, the It's mutual. The one, <laughs> yeah, the one that we really just fucking hate above above all is Streisand. Because Streisand said something like, these kids are, uh, these guys are making a show that's contributing to the delinquency of children. And which Trey and Matt were like, fuck you. Which, like, which immediately, as much as I may not be into the show, makes me want to hear Carmen sing, Papa, do you hear me? Like, yeah, I, I, I want yeah. that now. I, I, you know, and what I really want is to see him to sing it with Deadpool. Like, I want them to do a duet of that. That's, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, they, um, they, they uh, made an episode of her, like, in the first season. I know where, there's one where she's like this just gigantic blob monster. No, it's it's a it's like a it's like a it's Mecha Godzilla type of thing, but it's Streisand, so it's Mecha Streisand. No, but there's one where she's like this fat, or maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Am I thinking? You of think else? That, that's Cartman becoming a blob monster? But he he be, but they confuse him for Rosie O'Donnell. No, oh, that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, look. Here's the thing. I. I, I get that. I, I, you need a second there? You all right? Yeah, because they literally say, like, oh, my God, what's that giant creature? Oh, it's Rosie O'Donnell. I, like, I, I get these these jokes, like, those reference jokes like that. You know what I mean? Like, I get those. And I do find that funny. You know what I mean? But but they they just drag it out further. I mean, it's the same kind of thing from, you know, just by comparison with Family Guy. Like, 
when when Family Guy drags a joke out, it annoys me. You know what I mean? And the, and the most common yeah. one for me is the when he bangs his knee like that. Yeah, <sighs> but even even the chicken fight annoys me sometimes because that chicken fight sometimes is way too long. You know what I mean? So I don't know. But when it when it is done well. It's great, but I agree. When they're when they're filling in time, they're like, "All right, we don't have any other jokes. Let's just drag out the ah! kind of joke." It really, and I, I, and I, I agree. And I feel like South Park does the same thing sometimes. You know what I mean? Like they they maybe not in that same way of just doing the same bit over and over and over for like three minutes, but or whatever ridiculous amount of time it is. But you know what I mean? Like, but there just, are there are wittier jokes in 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 my opinion. Yeah, yes, the joke itself is wittier, but it's still drawn out too long. Yes, you know. There's one in particular that's like that I still think is such an underrated fucking joke, where Chef is yells at the general. He's like, "Haven't you heard of the Emancipation Proclamation?" And the general's like, "I don't listen to hip hop." Yeah, that was pretty funny. I, I, I still I, fucking think I did. Like, no, no. There, listen, there were parts of this movie I laughed at. I'm not going to sit there and tell you I hated every second that I watched, and that was one of the moments I laughed at. You know, but and and I will give them credit as I'm ready to wrap this thing down. I will give you I will give them credit that when Isaac Hayes passed away, they did not try to replace Chef. They just said, nope, it's done. It's over. Move on. You know. Oh, you don't know about the whole thing. What whole thing? Uh, So Isaac Hayes actually quit before he died. Oh, that's right. I did. I do. Now that you say it, I remember that. Yeah. He quit because of the Scientology. He's a Scientologist? He, when, yeah, he, well, okay. he's dead. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, he was a Scientologist. And they and he said, oh, you know, sometimes you guys go too far. And they're like, you accepted a lot of checks of us making fun of every other religion. This right. has been this has been hypocritical. And that's fair. And and what happened was is I believe Isaac Hayes actually had dementia towards the end of his life. But he um he uh so when when he did quit but he all but his even Isaac's son thinks like that Scientology forced him to quit well and and if i recall it wasn't long before he died though it wasn't like years upon years between the two if i recall but they killed off his character like they really they were so upset i remember that cuz i remember that's one of the ones i tuned in for because it was a big thing like it, it came out in advance oh they're killing chef and like it's yeah. you know so i remember that but yeah and they didn't just kill him they fucking annihilate him yeah. and even had his corpse shit himself uh, yeah the and then he is- comes back as darth chef but he's never come back since I, I don't know. I guess just the fact that I never tried to like keep going with it. Maybe I forgot the the specifics, but you know I think I mean? it's I think it's a bitter thing for them. But um, I do have a uh, a segment that you know the final words are usually you and me, or it's usually me. But we can actually do this together. Oh, and it, it, you got any last words before I kill you? I have a couple. Butt cheeks. I don't remember the I don't remember the dialogue. I don't. Yeah, yeah, and uh, boobs. Uh-huh. Boobs. I am the great Cornholio. Do you have any DP? Cool. Hey, motherfuckers, get ready for a long closing that us podcasters are obligated to do. I try to make this funny, so bear it all with me. If you're currently listening to this after an episode, then you already know how to find us. But if someone played this for you and you need directions, 
then you can listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcasts, or simply Google us. Please don't forget to rate and comment. Seriously, we're not just saying that because we want to. We need your acceptance. Also, we do it live! Fuck it! Sorry. What I mean to say is we show off our shenanigans every Friday on GetVocal.com slash PodAskew. That is vocal, spelled V-O-K-L. This is a way for our fans and friends and family to interact with us and occasionally offer to pay for therapy. Catch these interventions at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Do the math if you're not in either of those time zones. Also, if you happen to like us individually, I do a live reading of books called Rico's Reads. This means I take a look and read a book. Currently, I'm waiting for LeVar Burton to sue my literate ass, but I add funny voices and say fuck a lot. So it's not true plagiarism. So let me tuck your ass in on Thursdays on GetVocal.com at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And for you West Coast dudes, that means 4 p.m. If you want to agree with or yell at us, especially CJ, follow him and me and the show on Twitter. The show is at Potaskew. I am at Rance Rico. And CJ is at M underscore Blade. Clearly, he put more thought into his username than I. We want to thank Logo Mike for our logo. That's why we call him Logo Mike. The dude is our very own Michelangelo. If you want or need some good art, hit him up at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. We got to give a big sloppy thank you to Samuel Lemons for all the original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel dash Lemons. When life gives you Sam Lemons, you better pucker up. and fucking. Finally, and most important, we have to thank all of you. Well, we don't have to. We want to. It really does mean a lot to CJ and I. You guys have prioritized your time listening to us. We really, really appreciate it. Hang tight for the post-credit. Damn it. I need a smoke. The machinery of the V-chip is very simple. It is placed under the child's skin where it emits a small shock of electricity whenever an obscenity is uttered. Patient B5, would you step out here, please? Patient B5 here has been fitted with the new V-chip. Thank you.